This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Very excited to talk to you today, Damon. Um, one of the biggest excitements for us coming up, we've got uh, takeover tickets, haven't we? <laughs> that's, that is super exciting. Um, that's always a fun time, right? And uh, we did. That was a pain in the ass though, though, Joel. I will say this. Getting those tickets were it was a nightmare. Ticketmaster is the fucking worst. Because here's what they do. So... Uh, <clears throat> Eric from the, the the former Real Hero Archive, uh, of course, uh, we're friends, and he wanted to go, and uh, I would love for him to come with us and you to meet and all that fun stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll get you a ticket. I'll get Joel a ticket, and then I'll get, obviously, myself a ticket. And the thing about it is is that my wife gets a little bit – she's a little bit antsy when it comes to that kind of stuff because – uh, we are pretty notorious for buying tickets and then people bailing out or people and then us getting stuck paying a bill. And she's like, I, I'm not fucking doing that anymore. So um, I always had to have people pay in advance and then I'll get the ticket because I'm home. I work from home most most days. So um, getting on, they won't. So we had three, an odd number. So anywhere I went to go get tickets, they would come back with this pop-up that says, oh, you're leaving a stray seat. You're leaving a stray seat. And they wouldn't let me buy the three tickets. Every- it's not a fucking problem, is it, David? I want to see Johnny Gargano staring at his hands. I don't care if there's a spare seat. That's what me. I said. That's what I kept saying. Joel's going to be disappointed. And I, I'm, and, uh, and, and Why is he so violent? <laughs> That's what I want you to say. These are the things that I wanted. But yet, Ticketmaster continually fucked us over. So finally, I was like, all right, forget it. I, I, I got to find four in a row. And the, the only place I could find four in a row uh, was up in the upper level. And I'm like, oh, now, now, now I'm like, all right, they're just taking the piss out of me at this point. I was like, fuck it. We're, we're, if this is going to be a mockery, we're going all in on the mockery. Last row, <laughs> very top. Uh, near the center, so it was not we're not too far off, uh, like you know, off angle. But the very top, we're changing light bulbs. Uh, our 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 noses will be bleeding, and uh, but the good news is that we can stand up and make fun of everything and have a good time and have beers and not bother anybody by being total jerk offs. Um, Throw some paper airplanes. Yep, yeah, paper airplanes. Do all do all the na- chant. This is awesome. Um, you know, do all the things. And uh, but yeah, we could do it from the very top. So again, I'm going from Rev Pro that afternoon, which uh, I, uh, Eric, and myself have front row. We are in the front row. Then rushing on the New York uh, City subway system to the Barclays Center, uh, in which we will have the very last row. So it's very fitting for the entire weekend. It should be fun. All right, uh, well, let's get straight down to business. Uh, first of all, Damon, I want to just wish, uh, well, say a big thank you to the 499 people who voted in our year-end awards. Uh, if you haven't already done so, then please 
Hurry the fuck up. We are closing the polls. When, Damon? Uh, probably this weekend, right? Um, or, or, or even before. What's today? Today's the 10th, right? Um, yes. So I would say, if I'm looking at my calendar, uh, yeah, I think like the 14th. Uh, how about the 15th? The 15th at midnight. So technically the 16th Sunday is the last. We're done. You, you can't vote on the 16th. Let's put it that way. Uh, if, you, if you try to vote on the 16th, fuck you. You're a late jerk off and uh, your vote's not going to count. So you got to be voting by this is your last week. You got to get in. So if you're a procrastinator, if you're on the fence, if you're still hashing it out in your head, uh, get in. Because, again, we are the uh, most popular. Uh, I don't know if popular is the word, but everybody knows that our year end awards are important. And, you know, a lot of the boys listen and, you know, a lot of the uh, company uh I don't know if they take them seriously, mind you, but the, the, it is on their radar. Hey, listen, Kevin Kelly knows it, right? You heard him talking about it on uh, on, a, on a cork and broadcast. So uh, needless to say, you want your vote to count. These are the New Japan Awards that, that matter. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of these categories are going to come down to the wire, from what I understand. So um, have your vote count. It's fun, and this is uh, the one time a year where we actually give a shit what you think. So, so put put in a vote, make it count. All right, there's that. I also just like to give an apology and a shout out to Sean Sindelman, who helped create the voting forms for the past Puracast Year End Awards. So, Sean, I voted in those, so your work is appreciated and not forgotten. Oh, thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, that's true. That's a name. I see. Here's the thing. Again, everybody knows this about me is that I'm I'm awful with names and and remembering people and and um, you know. I always like to keep people at a shoulder's length, so it's kind of hard to get close to me to remember your name. Uh, but <laughs> all kidding aside, uh, well, you stop calling me Colin, so there's there's done that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> baby steps. Right, exactly. You know, come on. Uh, but no, uh, we appreciate everybody who's uh, touched our lives when it comes to uh, the podcasts that we do. So thank you very much. All right, uh, where, where else are we going here, Joel? You're you're driving okay. the ship, as we like to say. Let's start with a serious business a question from the Discord. Uh, Liam says, a member of the New Japan roster is killed in an unfortunate sporting accident outside wrestling. Who dies and doing what sport? Because uh, I know you've just woken up, Damon, so I wanted to get your creative yeah. juices flowing before yeah. we, we get stuck in. So my pick would be Yoshihashi, because he's a clumsy bastard, and he dies in a tragic curling accident. Curling? Wow. Curling, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll leave your imaginations to feel how exactly that could happen. That's... But, you know, it's Yoshihashi. I'm sure he could find any way to come to an unfortunate demise. Nice. I like that. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say, huh, I'm thinking, so when, when I think of, of stuff like this and athletes, uh, I just think of their recklessness and carelessness. And it always seems like it's on uh, either by airplane Right, they they like these propeller planes that they like to fly and get. Your, they think of their license and shit. Like I would never do that. Never in a million years would I ever do that because those are the planes that go down. You know, those little propeller things. Out of here! I never get on one of them things. Uh, I went went to weight requirement. <laughs> Actually, I, I might. Um, the second thing are boats. They always fuck up on boats. I was getting boating accidents. So I would say it would be somebody who could afford a boat. So I would say, and somebody who probably likes the, the water, 
Um, so I'm going to go with Jay White. I'm going to pick Jay White, New Zealand. He probably has been spent some time on a, uh, on a beach or two, right? Especially with that body, if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink. Uh, and in a boating accident. He was in a uh, boating accident. He got a little careless and uh, that's that's that. So that's that. To get my creative juices flowing, I've just murdered a pro wrestler. So there we go. We're on we're on the right track, right where we should be. Yes, yachting mishaps with Jay White. Okay, uh, let's get into proper news then. So let's start off with uh, a news item about Kushida, which appeared in uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter that apparently Kushida is someone who's being uh, courted by WWE. So. Apparently, his contract will be up at the end of January. So we shouldn't be hearing his name, but WWE has been more forward about trying to get people and not caring about contracts. So anything is possible. And we've got a question here from TJ, who says, uh, hot takes galore about uh, Kushida on Twitter. I've seen some saying a reason for Kushida wanting to leave is due to him being underused and junior booking in general. If the junior ace leaves for a reason like that, is it a damning of Gato's booking of the junior division? If it's true and he voices these concerns to the office, do you think they would let him go heavyweight finally or just let him go to WWE? Now, yeah, I have seen a lot of people talking about this Kushida thing, but I wouldn't be that upset if he left Damon because he's not the biggest guy in the world. So to be honest, I think... Junior is about right for him. And if he did move to heavyweight, I can't really see him doing much in the division because he's just, he's not that big and he would not look like a credible threat and challenger to the the larger boys on the roster. And as a junior, he's fought pretty much everyone there is to fight. And he has been pegged in as a junior ace. And personally, I think that's a great spot for him. I don't think he can really expect to be doing much better than that. So, no. If he's decided that he's you know, bored of that and wants a new challenge, and you know he seems to like traveling and going abroad, going to the states, so if he wants a new challenge, then fine, I you know, fully accept that. But I just I don't I don't really feel like I agree with these takes about the bad booking of Kushida because I think he's been booked pretty well. And if I'm going to have one complaint about the booking of the junior division, it's the fact that there aren't any undercard feuds. The only feud you get with the juniors is who's challenging for the title and that's it so I would like to see some one-on-one feuds that are not for the title that could help build up the next challenger but um what are your thoughts on Kushida well to me I don't think I don't think if if he went to the booking uh committee or to, to get on himself and he voiced his uh wants and desires to be moved up to a heavyweight division I don't think that they would hand wave that because I mean you look at the, the people who have, um, you're not gonna you're not gonna grow. In, in other words, you're not going to turn into you know instantly grow in, uh, three inches. <laughs> Hot thought, but you know, and you the only way to really do to get larger is to put on weight. In the same breath, I. I don't even think you need to do that, really. I mean, yeah, it, it might look a little weird with him against a, a Fale, but um, you you just don't book that. You keep that separate. Like, there's there's really no reason to to have a program with Kushida and Fale, right? You can book around that. You you can book around those shortcomings, and you can put him in the ring with people who are, uh, I don't want to say comparable, but you know, just. So it doesn't look so glaringly obvious that, wow, Kushida really isn't a 
quote unquote heavyweight. Um, and, and I've been kind of saying for years that he he would be that fit. So the role that right now that you kind of see Abushi and and Osprey and Taichi, the role that they're in with with the Never situation is the role that I think a lot of people kind of had Kushida, uh, you know, placed in and and starting and and being the leader of. So no, I don't. I I, I would ha- find it hard to believe that they would say no and they hand wave it. Uh, him going to WWE or there's interest. I'm sure WWE is interested in everybody. I'm sure uh, you know you're going to hear even more names. I I, I I would be shocked if you didn't. Um, just to kind of stir the pot a little bit. Uh, to me, uh, why the the name Kushida really kind of kind of surprises me that there's active interest um, on WWE's part. Just just because it just doesn't seem like it, that that's a a a, a I'm going to again put in quotes a fit for what they're looking for, right? Um, look, I just think they're just, they're they're just scooping up people to scoop up people. That's is really what it feels like, and that's not to sh- to say that Kushida is not awesome. I think he's one of the best wrestlers on on the planet. I would probably put him in a, in, a, in a top ten for the pa- for quality of work in the past, you know, four or five years. He would probably be in a top. Would he be in a top ten? I mean, if I'm looking at total total wrestling world, would Kushida be in my top ten? Well. Maybe top 15? I think top 15 over the past three years? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, I, you know, without really going into names and rattling off lists and all that, I, I think gut reaction, yeah, I think he would be in, in, in my top 15. Um, so he's get, they're getting a talented guy if, if, in fact, he does. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just see him stuck in, like, like mid-card level. Uh, I mean, he's not he's not Nakamura. Let's put it that way. Um, he's not AJ. I, I kind of see him, the, him being stuck in a Gallows Anderson kind of way, uh, but even worse because he can't really do the ton of comedy that uh, Gallows and Anderson do. So um, I don't want to see him go. I think there's more things that he could do with him here, especially with the Never situation opening up the way it has. But uh, if he does go, I mean, that's his choice. He's He's... He's a big boy. He knows what he knows what he's. <laughs> he they bought a ticket. They knew what they were getting themselves into, uh, and the same for Kushida. So, uh, uh, but here's the thing. I, you know what? In the even though the reports were out that there were interest, I get, I don't see him going. I really don't. Um, I, not that I would be shocked, but I I kind of don't see him going, Joel. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a less than fifty percent thing. Well, I think the reality would be if he does go there that. He's going to end up at the 205 Live Japanese kiddie table with Tozawa and Kenta. And he's got to be aware of that fact. So uh, I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me either way. I think it's strange things that happened. But uh, yeah, certainly would be uh, a, an interesting move. You think he shows up at, uh, give me a percentage. You think he shows up at TakeOver? Hmm. That's the place he shows up, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I'm sort of 50-50 on it at the moment. I can see the, the, the merits of both sides. 
Sorry to be so non-committal. But, <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, I mean... I, I think he's in a good spot at New Japan. Um, I wouldn't leave if I were him, but sometimes it's a, a grass is greener situation. You know, look at Nakamura. He seems to love being in America and, you know, the surfing and all that stuff. So could be Kushida just wants to have a, a little taste of the action on the other side of the pond. Might be. Might be. Listen, he loves the Tim Hortons, right? He loves uh, he, he loves a lot of the uh, fast food that we uh, provide. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe just want to change the pace and, um, yeah, that, that'll provide it. So, um, Joel's going 50% that we'll hear, uh, or we'll see Kushida come out at TakeOver. I'm going uh, 30%. I'll say 30%. Now, this is part of a wider trend with rumors of other Japan-based wrestlers like uh, DDT's Konosuke Takeshita and Dragon Gate's Jake Lee being courted by WWE. And I was having this conversation uh, with John Carroll, and they said, it's, you can sort of paint it by numbers, really. Step one, you sign lots of Japanese people, you start signing them now or next year, then you let them start in NXT or NXT Europe, or you just stash them away in the performance center for a while, have them down as trainees. And then uh, next step, by promotion, could be Noah. You know, they've been reaching out to them. They had that deal with the, um, was it the, was it Marafuji's, anniversary show where he had the match with Hideo Itami with Kenta and then step three you end up with NXT Japan so it definitely looks to be a possibility in the WWE playbook and we had a question from Teak he says according to rumors Japan is widely expected to be a target for an NXT territory which includes a performance center with that said how much of a fit is it in terms of culture styles to say nothing of training methods are noticeably different I try to sell myself Japan will be different from what's happening in the UK but money talks so Damien thoughts on the possibility of uh, NXT Japan in the not too distant future I think that's their end goal right I think that that uh, he is he being Hunter has uh, publicly stated that that's you know they want to set up these you know mini territories all over the world, and Japan would obviously be a target. So uh, I think that's that's right around the corner. I think I think that is happening uh, as we speak. Plans are being made for that. Um, whether that happens in 2019, I don't know. But but yeah, I, I think it's a, a very safe bet to say that that's going to happen sooner than later um yeah here's 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 what the allure is well well, first here will it work is the question right so uh, there i always see people saying well you know wwe doesn't draw well they 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 don't have a huge fan base they don't pro wrestling fans are, are 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 smart and they know uh a lot more than people give them credit for in the sense of uh, if you're going to Cork and Hall and you're going to go see, I don't know, and I'm, I'm just picking a, a, a random promotion out of my head. Uh, you're going to go see, uh, I fucking don't know, uh, Freedoms, right? Uh, trust me, you are a dedicated pro wrestling fan, right? Um you know, you know the WWE talent, and you know the independent talent in Japan. Uh, if you're a person who, again, maybe even attends a, a Noah show, or, or you know, you're good pro wrestling fans. So, I, I really, really feel like those type of fans, um, and even some casuals, would support a NXT Japan. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll flop. Um, I think it'll do well. It depends on how far they shoot, 
right? I mean, if they if they run a promotion and and they're running similar buildings as you know they're running you know Shinjuku Face and they're running, uh, you know Corkin and they're running uh, uh, what was the the third ring, whatever it's called, uh, those type of places, they're they're going to do fine. They're going to do okay. They're going to do well. Their overhead's not going to be huge. Um, they're they're they're, they're going to be fine. Now they try running, you know sumo or they try running uh you know bigger buildings that might be a little bit more of a challenge but i don't think they will i think they will start small uh and and they will build uh the the challenge is going to be the the idea that wwe once again is going to come in and cherry pick talent from other promotions and that's going to hurt those other promotions and the only saving grace is is that Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes there is a little bit of pushback when people jump ship um, from their home base to another promotion. Um, it's you know, it happens more. It, you know what? It it happens more than people give credit for when in, in Japan. But there is always that little underlying current of uh, you jump ship and you turn your back on on your home. So, uh, hey, will it happen? I think yes. Will it be successful? Uh, depends on your definition of successful, but I think if it's if it's a Japanese independent promotion, I think it'll do fine. And it always has the backing of a major, you know, bankroll. So no, I, th- I think I think it's going to happen, and I think it's going to happen sooner than later. Yeah, I think they would be more than happy to operate at a loss if it just meant that they get to stop the other promotions like DDT or New Japan or Japan Dragon Gate, whatever, from having certain talent and they would go after the younger guys like you can see them going after like I said the Takeshi's the Jake Lee's people like that uh just so yeah like you know New Japan or DDT or whatever can't have them but think about that just think about what you just said like to me that is absolutely I don't want to say disgusting but like yeah, it's, it is disgusting. Of course it is. It's like the equivalent of, you know, kids like taking another kid's toy away and then smashing it on the floor just so that they can't play with it. Right. That's what that. Yeah. I mean, that's what it feels like. It's like this billion dollar company is going to just go in and take a company's top talent that they they're, they're hanging on by a thread. They're hanging on by their fingernails off the cliff of going, you know, of going into the red. uh it just just because they can, just because they're going to. Uh, the only and here's another thing too that that plays against the WWE's favor. Even though there are people that that jump ship to the to the to the WWE and and their machine, it's not like a lot of the Japanese talent sit in their bedrooms and have posters of John Cena on their wall and say that's my end goal. Whereas in the UK and and here in the states, that 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 is probably the case, right? You know, for the majority, I would say for eighty ninety percent of the people, that's the end goal, right? To make it to their the big leagues, as they say. So I don't know if that's as common in Japan as say, uh, you know, Boston, Massachusetts. So um, there is there is that, but yeah, money talks and and promises of fame and fortune talk um 
but yeah, that does. Oh, that like when you said, yeah, WWE coming in and taking uh, all Japan talent or Dragon Gate talent or Noah talent or just just to have them, and, and you know they're not being used. You know they'll be used there, but it's just oh, like what? Why? Why? I don't understand why that is. It, it's what it is is to me. It's we're, we're not even going to take the talent. We're going to take the places where other people that we might be interested in in three and four years down the road, we're going to take away those opportunities for people to work in other places so that they can't be a star anywhere else. We'll take care of making the stars, right? Because right now their their mindset is, hey – Let's let other people do the dirty work and get people to a certain level, and then we'll swipe them from there and make our jobs that much easier, right? Now, yes, they do take the random track and field guy from Alabama University, and they do take the, the, the rugby guy from New Zealand, but, but by and large, the people that, that, that are already raring to go in the NXT world are... You know, people that have already made a name for themselves uh, on the independent circuit, and other people have done, dig, ha, other people have dug the ditch, so to speak, in making them stars. Um, and they just, you know, kind of plop them in a situation and have them, you know, train them how to look at a fucking hard camera. You know, that's that's what they're doing. Uh, so it it seems like that. You know they're not using these these guys in Japan. We know that. No, stop it. It's going to be we're going to take away places where other people can work. That's the the, the sad part about it, and that's that's the stuff that makes my my stomach turn thinking of. Ugh. Well, actually, Damien, you don't need to worry about that at all because I just read a tweet from Pete Dunn, and apparently everything's fine in the Indies. So yeah, just okay. relax. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, fine for him, right? Yeah, I'm sure he's 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 right in the mix of it. He's he, you know, it it's everything's great, everything's perfect. Yeah, of course it is, pal. You're you're the one uh, you're the one benefiting most from it. If we're talking about a UK pro wrestler, so yeah, everything's fine. All right, okay, that's a good one. Okay, a uh, bit of news just came in, and the MVPs according to New Japan's uh, fan awards vote. So. Top five. So number five was Jay White. Number four, Tetsuya Naito. Number three, Kenny Omega. Number two, Hiromu Takahashi. And number one, Hiroshi Tanahashi. So I'm just seeing these right now. I mean, that's pretty interesting, actually, because you know, for all the talk of people in Japan getting sick of Kenny Omega, according to this fan zone, uh, this fan vote, they're not sick of him at all. Um, and Naito, obviously, still very popular, even though he hasn't really done much this year. Um Noah Carter on this list. He hasn't even cracked the top five. Um, wow. Anything surprise you about that list, Damon? That was the first one. That was the first thing I heard uh, or didn't hear. Uh, two, Hiromo is, is is number two? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Wow. Okay. And, and again, talking about, we talk about it a lot on this show, you know, how, okay, he had a spectacular beginning of the year. Does that, can that hold up to everyone's entire year? Um, Tanahashi number one, Okada number three. You said, or excuse me, Omega number three. Yes, mm. that's, that's that's. And I'm also quite surprised to see Jay White in number five as well. I didn't think he was that popular. 
I thought people hated him actually because you know you see him getting real heel heat, like people chanting the 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 go home chant at him. But yeah, there seems to be quite a lot of people who are quite keen on him. MVP. So, but that, I'm, I'm reading MVP is not so much a popularity contest, but but more of uh, who we think is the again the most valuable performer, most valuable player. Uh, so the fans are saying. Tanahashi is more important, most valuable, more valuable than the champion, which is an interesting thought as well. So, um, you know, I would think traditionally, and, I, and again, I don't have the list in front of me, and uh, um, I'd be curious to see, to see that the past winners, but um, Kenny being third is interesting, an interesting thing. And, and again, Okada not even being on the list is 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 interesting as well. So, uh, interesting fan vote there. I'll say interesting four more times. Okay, uh, let's move on to the World Tag League Finals. I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Voices of Wrestling Young Lion writer Harley Duncan, who did a tremendous job. And I think he did all 16 of the shows, writing reviews for those. So, wow. Uh, and he's, he's survived. So congratulations, Harley. Uh, now, I did a bit of homework on this and worked out that World Tag League ticket sales are, on average, up 23% from last year and up 32% from 2016. So obviously, Damon, there is some discontent over some aspects of the product, but the numbers don't lie. Uh, they don't spell disaster for Samoa Joe at Sacrifice, but they do suggest that the product is hotter than it has been in recent years. And we also had a, a question here from Joe Gagney, who says, the consensus is that the Tag League was a big improvement over last year, despite having mostly the same roster and almost doubling the amount of tournament matches. To what do you attribute the improvement? And do you keep the single block format next year? Well, proof's in the pudding, right? You know, people people came out at a, at a, at a 20% higher clip that's that's saying something um and and i will say this that i think that this year's tag league was was better than last year's i think i think so and, and maybe even uh the, the year previous uh, not to say that it was a you know everything was a much watch and we'll, and we'll get into it a little bit deeper in a second but um uh, you know, I, again, again, I, 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 I don't necessarily think it's about the tag league idea, right? I don't think people are clamoring to see, um, you know, who's going to win tag league or the matches in my city. I think it's the brand. I think it's the people. I think it's the 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 the, the fact that New Japan has done a great job of of marketing and making the people on their rosters seem stars and 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 seem like people that people will want to buy tickets to go see um i don't think that 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 it's the show per se i think it or excuse me you know i think it is the show per se and and the people that are on the show as opposed to oh i can't wait to see you know yuji nagata and 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 nakanishi against you know god I don't think that's necessarily it. I think it's the whole brand. That was my favorite match, Damon. Was it really? Well, see, I, I knew. No, I know it wasn't really. <laughs> I didn't watch it. No, no. Let me ask you, uh, uh, did you watch every match? No, I didn't. I watched the matches that people recommended to me. I, good. Okay, so, so did I. And I don't think there's any 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 surprise in that, right? Um and again, we don't have to get into it too deep because I know that we have a pattern we want to follow here on the show. But I, I will bring a question to you. 
at the end of the day, and 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 I'm feeling this way about a lot of the tag situations. At the end of the day, do you feel? Hmm, I'm trying to find the right word. I don't want to say ripped off. I don't want to say. I don't think because I don't think rip off is the word. But do you feel like some of this was a gigantic? Again, maybe pump the brakes a little bit, Damon. Uh, do you think this was somewhat of a waste of time given that, one, the, the, the people involved in the finals really weren't in doubt? And two, the idea of a tag team kind of just strolling in, making a challenge, and then all of a sudden we're in a three-way situation. Does that kind of lessen the importance of all the things that they wanted you to be uh, connected to and um, immersed in during the month of December? I'm glad you asked me that because we do have a few questions on that. So do you want to deal with them now? Or Yeah, yeah. I mean, why yeah, not? Okay, okay. All right. So Nicole, excellent work on our Discord channel. She asks, uh, doesn't the booking of both the Junior Tag League and World Tag League prove Kenny right when he calls them small shows not worth his time? Why should we expect the champ to care and why should we be expected to invest the time when the outcomes become meaningless time for this till Wrestle Kingdom? Um, Paul says, what are your thoughts on the tournaments now after the Young Bucks joining the tag title match at Wrestle Kingdom? They seem a bit pointless to me. Why can't they have just been given the six-man title belts or just not have them at Wrestle Kingdom at all? Uh, Tony, anyone else resent the Bucks for dropping in and forcing a match nobody wants? So... Yeah, a lot of people are expressing similar opinions, Damon. That is why I've read out the, all three questions, because obviously there's quite a lot of people echoing your sentiments. Now, for me, the junior tag league ending up as a three-way is slightly more forgivable because, one, when they did that match at the final, it was a banger. And so I expect it to be as good at Wrestle Kingdom, if not better. And the second thing is that all three of those teams took part in the World Tag League and went through the same grueling schedule so you can kind of understand that you can say yeah all three teams do have a deserving shot at being in that title match but the heavyweight world tag league does stick in the craw a bit because you know I don't even have a problem with the young bucks being inserted to the match from an in-ring standpoint because I'm always banging the drum about that I like singles tag matches like two on two matches and I don't want the three ways but I've seen G.O.D. against Evelyn and Sonata three times in the last year and it's been underwhelming each time. So I don't want to see that at Wrestle Kingdom again and adding the Young Bucks to it is going to make the match better. I don't think you can argue against that really. It's just the way that they arrived at that conclusion. It, I just wish they could have done it in some other way that didn't involve the Young Bucks just turning up and being saying, hey, we want to go in the match as well. Because when you watch that show... There were absolute crickets when the Bucks came out. It was just deathly silent. That crowd could not give a shit about it. And a friend of the show, Esteban, who was there live, said that he saw a lot of annoyed looks from people that were in attendance. Now, I like the Young Bucks. We've been praising them all year about how brilliant their matches have been and this match is going to be better for them having in it. But just the way they got there and you know things like Nick Jackson saying they they wanted to spend time with their families instead of being on the tour. Like, come on, like everyone wants to spend time with their family. Most of these wrestlers have got families. And I mean, apparently 
a really this is according to at corpse captain on twitter a really prominent njpw photographer tweeted may disappear over the heavyweight tag match becoming a three-way now i know damon i sent out a jokey tweet about this situation but i really think some people are overreacting here because multi-man tag matches at wrestle kingdom they've been going on for years it's it's a gado thing i don't think it's anything to do with harold may harold may i think is just more English language content and trying to cut out things like, you know, water spraying and swearing and stuff like that. And if we look at the whole Wrestle Kingdom card, which we will come on to later, there's only two matches on the show that have the this triple threat thing. And yeah, it annoys me that it does render the grueling tag leagues pointless and having both tag title matches as three ways is a bit irritating. But just the, the card is so good, Damon, that there's so many singles matches. There's seven singles matches on that card. And I think if having these two three-way tag matches is a necessary evil, so we get these seven tag, uh, seven singles matches, then I, I say, fine, I can hand wave those triple threat things. Then the matches are going to be good. I mean, for me, seven singles matches on Wrestle Kingdom, that's a home run. And like I said, I don't want to see LIJ versus GOD again. Um, so I've got mixed feelings on it. Yes, it does render the, the outcome's pointless. Uh, you know, what, what is the point of watching this whole tag league if just someone's going to turn up at the end and insert themselves into the match? But in terms of, well, I'm just repeating myself now. What do you think? No, I mean, I mean I'm I'm on board with you uh, in in the sense of one. I, I here, let's work our way backwards. One, the when we c- complain, as people like to say, because we, because you know we're negative, we're the negative show. Uh, this is the this, this is one reason for a company that we love and we're passionate about and we care about and we uh, there's plenty of things that we love and enjoy. There are things that can be improved. One being, and and from the beginning of me putting a microphone in front of my mouth uh, and having it broadcasted across the interwebs has been the complaint of the tag division. Right, go back and listen to all, every fucking old show. Uh, they're out there, and you'll hear me complaining to various uh, degrees about the tag situation, both junior and heavyweight, right? This just kind of adds to the uh, narrative that uh, the company does a really uh, job when it comes to the tag titles, right? Our year-end awards, right, have almost always had a category in there, or a nominee, rather, uh, when it comes to the most disappointing of the tag team situation. So this kind of adds fuel to that fire. Um, The month of December, while you may have enjoyed a few matches here and there in a a bubble, right, individually, there might have been a couple decent good matches, uh, Tai Chi and, and, and Zack Sabre Jr., and... Uh, even uh, Nakanishi and, and Nagata having a moment or two, and, and Tenzan doing moonsault. Even though you have those moments, at the end of the day, uh, it was kind of like, oh, you know, you it was kind of for what? For who, for what? Nick Jackson tweeting out, uh, was it Nick or Matt? I don't know, you tell me. Um, <clears throat> listen, people tweet Nick. dumb Nick, okay, well, well, people tweet dumb shit a lot. Right, there's there, every day somebody tweets something that they probably regret, and and he deleted it from what I understand, and that was that, right? And he probably was like, oh, I was a fucking, I uh, probably shouldn't have tweeted that, and 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 he deleted it. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna 
kick a guy on on a dumb tweet. Um, that being said, yeah, there there are, you know plenty of people that that <laughs> have families and would love to do the same thing that that didn't. Um, it's it's just the whole idea of them showing up and, and doing it, and it's not the Bucks' fault. It's not like the Bucks, you know. Look, they had the opportunity to do it, so they did it, right? Um, and we knew they weren't going to be in tag league. And we know the comments that, that Kenny has said that you know these shows are pretty much meaningless. But they went out and proved that it was, right, just by doing what they do, <laughs> even though it's the people who say they're meaningless and I'm not showing up. Well, that's the reason why they're meaningless and you shouldn't show up because of the thing that, that happened. Um, all right. But that aside, would I be willing to take – you know, uh, 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 we'll just say a meaningless December to get, you know, what do you say? Eight singles matches, uh, on a Wrestle Kingdom show. Seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's a nice number. That's a fun number. And on paper, you know, as much as I've, you know, been like, ah, Wrestle Kingdom, blah, 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 blah. look, I am jealous as fuck right now because truth be told, that lineup on paper looks Great, looks great, uh, um, and and you know it's. I can't say this has never happened before, but you know December, beginning of December, get you know you're kind of losing your your steam, and you need a nice little rebound to get into the 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 Wrestle Kingdom spirit, and it's here, you know, and 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 let's let's be truthful, it's probably since G one. That that energy and a lot of people is finally kicking in, and and we're feeling good, and everybody's kind of pumped up. Looking at that, I don't I don't know anybody, even, and I don't know the full full announcement. You you saw it. I just woke up, so we'll go over that in a second. But the the just what we know sounds really good, right? And now, and I'm sure more matches were announced. But people, if you're going to Wrestle Kingdom. You're gonna see fucking. I think you're gonna see a really great show, from from the from the main event down. I think you're gonna see a great show. And even as much as we complain about how they got there, those multi man tag matches, they're gonna be good. They're gonna be good. We know it, right? Look at the people that are involved. How can they not? They're going to be good, and they're put in positions where they can be good, right? Look again, God. One of the biggest complaints is we can't put them in singles matches. And in in some way, you know, if they're in a tag environment, we want to kind of protect them a little bit. I mean, they got talented people in that ring. So, no, uh, top top to bottom so far, I like what I see from Wrestle Kingdom. And if that meant I had to sit through eh, a, a, a less than important World Tag League, so be it. But 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 knowing what you know now, people... Knowing what you know now, right? Everybody's got their, a lot of people got their first World Tag League. Some people got their second under their belts. Please come next year when we start, you know, you hear it in our voices. Don't don't fucking complain about us complaining because you know the song and dance, right? You know it. So so get up the street with that. Now you have your experience. You know what it is. So leave us alone with that. All right, uh, let's get into it. Okay, so uh, I just want to touch on my power rankings for the World Tag League now that it's over. And I think the biggest talking point I can extrapolate from that is Sonada, who picked up eight wins 
compared to Evil's 2. So I think that's signalling a big 2019 for Colts goal. Uh, I'll just throw it out there. I think he is going to win the New Japan Cup. What do you read into him picking up eight wins during this tournament? Yeah, that's that's a that's eight to two, you say? Yeah, that's right. And I thought Evil was going to be the one who was pushed, but uh, Sonata picking up eight pinfall slash submissions, that's not for nothing, as you would say. Yeah, that is not for nothing. Um, I, I'll tell you what. If you uh, if you were an odds maker, if you had a, uh, a, a an illegal gambling racket out there, uh, you you might you might want to put some money on on Sonata based off of that information. Eight to two is significant. I mean, let's put it this way: I think that they're odds on favorite to either regain a title or be be in the mix when it comes tag team. But you know, with that information that 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 you have provided, Joel. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't win, you know. And, and Sonata is 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 geared up and warmed up for a, a New Japan Cup run. So interesting. It does does make things a little bit more interesting there. That's that, that's for sure. But just to, just again, eight to two. That's significant. You would think that would be a little bit more of an even playing field between Evil and Sonata, but um, eight to two is is that that, that you can't ignore that. That that that's that that does scream to me big things for Sonata in 2019. Yeah, uh, the whole thread that I made about the power rankings is brilliant, so you should check that out. Uh, I posted that on December the seventh, so you scroll back through our stuff and you'll find it. I put uh, a tweet breaking down each of the tag teams and their point differentials and what I thought the significance of that was. But uh, I won't go through all of that now. Uh, instead, uh, let's touch on the World Tag League finals themselves. Again, we could just sort of skirt through this because undercard, there's not really much to say about most of it. But um, one match where I have a few things to say about was the fourth match, which was the six-man tag team match between uh, Naito Bushi and Shingo against Chase Owens, Yudro and Hangman Page, because there was some good stuff here. Um, I enjoyed... Chase Owens saying, I hate you, to Bushi. And uh, Rocky Romero is really burying Bushi on commentary. So uh, I heard an urban legend, apparently, that Kyle O'Reilly shot on Bushi once (laughs) during a a match. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, And I just thought it was unfortunate that Chase Owens was squeezed out of the World Tag League. But I know you and I both commented on this separately, that the little stretch, the, the three minutes or so between Hangman Page and Shingo was awesome. And that was a match I never knew that I wanted until now. But now I'm desperate to see it. So I know I say it every week. I really hope that Hangman sticks around. There was also a massive pop from the crowd, which this was a crowd who sat on their hands for most of the show. But I think the biggest reaction of the night was when we got the No Limit showdown between Yujiro and Naito. And I know myself, Andrew Rich and Chris Charlton all tweeted about that within seconds of each other. So um, any takeaways from that six man? Um, I, one of the more enjoyable matches on the on a show that I really enjoyed. Let, let's get that out of the way. I, I did enjoy this show. Um, I think we had some 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 pretty good stuff that we you can sink your teeth into um, when it came to two singles matches and even this you know this this match that could easily be considered a you know on paper you look at it and just be like okay it's a multi man tag match that. You know, you could probably, you know, watch or not. You know, it's it's not in, in, in the in the whole scheme of things. It, you know, didn't look like it was an important match. But I would I would say don't skip it. Um, and again, just for that three or four minutes 
uh, where where Hangman Page makes this hot tag and 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 it's him and Shingo in there and uh, man, I mean, he's going to get vote. Obviously, he's probably doing very well. I don't know how the voting's going, but I'm I'm sure Hangman Page is is right up there with most improved. Um, and and it's noticeable. That's the thing. It's like really out there that it that he he has become a guy that you want to see. And and imagine saying that you know two years ago, you know that he's a guy that you that that you look forward to seeing. I think he's 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 becoming a guy who has a presence and in ring. And again, it's a three minute sprint. You know, he was able to do all his shit and get it all in and but. I don't know, just just in a little bit that it, that and again, world two world you know Shingo being a world class guy uh, in in ring, just the, just the two or three minutes that they were in the ring together, boy, it seemed like they had a real nice chemistry. It seemed like they had a real nice connection. Uh, I'm I'm begging. I don't know I don't know how you do it because again, technically he's he's a junior right and Hangman's not, but. There's, we got to find a way. We got to find a way somehow, somewhere, to get these two guys in a ring together. Because uh, I think uh, rarely do would I say that on, on a completely random, you know, just a, just a random pairing that that two guys have so much chemistry together and so much uh, energy that that I I I want to see it. And I know I know Kevin Kelly even was like, right, let's let's you know, we, we we need to see this." Well, yeah, we're we're in full agreement that that a a Hangman Page uh Shingo program would not even program, just give me one match would be uh I would I would as they say, I would buy a ticket anywhere to see that. Uh some other stuff that I noted down here from watching this undercard was uh, Togi Makabe saving his former uh, GBH and most violent players partner, uh, Toriano, uh, during one of those matches. And then we had this tag match where we had uh, eight-man tag, uh, Marty Scott, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega defeating Ryusuke Taguchi, David Finley, Juice Robinson, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I said before, there was just absolute silence for the elite. That, those, that crowd really wasn't into them at all. Um, it was a bad crowd overall, so I don't know how much you can extrapolate from that, but it did stand out to me how quiet they were. And again, I'm really excited for Wrestle Kingdom, and I think it's an amazing card. But here we got the first interaction between Kenny Omega and Hiroshi Tanahashi for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they did a silly comedy match. And it was fun. There were some funny spots in there, but you know, is it just me? or Surely we want to be seeing a bit more from... Kenny Omega and Hiroshi Tanahashi trying to build up the main event of the biggest show of the year rather than silly comedy spots. Yeah, I was saying the same thing to myself, Joel. You know, and I know that people will, oh, you're just picking on Kenny. And blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You, and we, we do have tons of Road 2 shows, Road 2 uh, uh, the Dome shows, and I know that we will have... A plenty of opportunity for interaction, but yeah, this is the first time in months that you're really kind of having an in-ring moment between the two, and uh, yeah, it was it was by and large it was uh, you know comedy spotlight, and uh, it kind of you, you scratch your head, and and I and you know you saw the t-shirt right, <laughs> you saw you saw t-shirt Kenny in full effect, and yeah, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, I don't know how people don't see that 
and and don't get annoyed by that. I don't know. But hey, to each their own. Um, to me, uh, I would think that that it would be uh, uh, an opportunity to help to help get people excited for uh, the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. But it uh, doesn't look like that was going to be the case from the minute they walked into the ring. Uh, but another thing I want to bring up just real quick, just to backpedal a little bit, uh, you mentioned uh, a, a, a few instances, you know, uh, Makabe and Yano and, and uh, Ujiro and, and Naito. And again, uh, not not to bang on another company, but boy, you, 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 that, that would be completely ignored and hand-waved and, and not even uh, – they, they, I, one of the main reasons why I, I love this company the way that I do is because they recognize their history and they understand their history and they, and they treat their fans as uh, knowing their history and they respect that. Um, and again, those, just those two little nuggets of, of you know, history being played out here in 2018. Um, I, 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 let's put it this way. I appreciated it, and I think a lot of the people did too. And even the new people, when they learned that, oh, there's a history between uh, Yujiro and, and Naito. Oh, there's a history between Makabe and Yano. And uh, I, I think they learned to appreciate and learned to, to appreciate this company even more just for, again, two things that could, you know, you, they're usually not, but, you know, it, you're almost conditioned in, in other places where that's a throwaway thing. Uh, nope. But that was uh, that that scratched an itch uh, for uh, people who, again, long term, uh, long term historical uh, significance, and and people uh, got that breadcrumb right that, that we talk about a lot. People saw that kind of play out here on this show, so I I, de- I didn't want that to go uh, unnoticed and unrecognized. Right, so the seventh match we had on this card was uh, a number one contenders match for the Never Openweight Championship with Will Ospreay defeating Taichi in 70 minutes with a Stormbreaker. I thought this was a terrific match, Damon. Um, we had a few questions. Kevin P says, Joel, you got to be honest with us. Did it feel like a gun to the head having your lord and saviour take on a fellow crumpet eater or were you chip butty down with excitement? Uh, Tyler, can we make Ibushi Ospreay a cartwheel death match? And um, I really love this match. And even though Taichi lost and... I think everyone was rooting for Andrew Rich's uh, The Path. So we would end up with that Osprey versus Ibushi match at Wrestle Kingdom. And we've got it now. But let's talk about Osprey against Taichi because we haven't seen Osprey for a while and we were wondering, is he fully fit? And a lot of people still have question marks about Taichi's in-ring ability. But I thought both these guys delivered in a big, big way. And I'm almost sorry that we didn't know about this beforehand. So we could have made a little cartwheel death match over this one. But uh in any case, we did have um, a brilliant match, and I thought the commentary was great as well. I was really impressed with Excalibur. I thought he was outstanding, particularly during this match, because he was laying out all the different story beats about uh, Osprey's ribs and the injury and how it worked into the match and all things like that. And it was just a really nice little taster of heavyweight Osprey. So um, what are your thoughts on this match, Damon? Are you as uh, high on it as I was? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. I would have lost. I would have lost. I would have been, I would have been tumbling in my front yard. Um, if, if we did do this, but I see, here's the thing. I would never do that because Will Ospreay is great. Um, and he, he can make that happen, but I do have to give credit to Tai Chi too. Um, because it takes two to tango. Uh, with that being said, Will Ospreay did an outstanding job in this match. I thought, I thought, you know, again, one of the great internet dipshit 
<laughs> um, themes that you see a lot uh, is uh, Will Osprey can't sell. Uh, okay, what <laughs> really? Uh, maybe three years ago, you know, you could make that claim, but uh, I had no problem with his selling here. In fact, I thought it was spot on, uh, and I thought the match was very good. I thought the match was very good. Uh, I like the I like uh, uh, the idea of of Will, you know, having that rib or you know cartilage or whatever the, the muscle issue throughout the entire match. It was constantly worked on and constantly uh, beaten on, and and Will I, I thought did a great job of selling it. Uh, yes, there were moments where he, you know, would spring up and 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 and, and hit a crazy flippity do move. But again, you know, a lot of times it didn't it didn't work, and 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 the reason being the ribs. So um, this is one of the better Tai Chi matches. And again, you're in there with Will Osprey, so it's a little difficult to have a shit match. But yeah, I think I think this delivered and the Andrew Rich storyline. That we were all kind of fingers crossed. How can this? How can we make this work? That's, it worked. It, it's working. Uh, and so this was this was a good start when it, when it came to the last three matches. I was very happy. I was that I, I I you know at the time I was like, is this four? And I went, yeah. I th- I think this is at least a four star match. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I thought they had terrific chemistry and I'm glad that you are giving Tai Chi the plaudits he deserves here because he hung with him every step of the way. And I think, in a way, Tai Chi's style helped to tone down some of Osprey's more extravagant tendencies somewhat uh, because you know Tai Chi does like to slow the match down and work on a body part. So I think it was really good. So it just played off each other brilliantly with a rib injury and everything. And you know, I, sometimes I rag on Will for the overselling and the screaming. I've had a rib injury in recent months and it fucking hurts. So I would forgive Osprey the screaming here. Uh, I've got a question from Jazz. Am I right in thinking that Will Osprey should still be heavily in contention for wrestler of the year, even though he was out with injury for a while? Definitely. Absolutely. He's got to be in that conversation in, in the top three. If we're talking most outstanding sort of in-ring bell-to-bell he has got to be right up there. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to have him at number one, just by not just New Japan, but the sheer number of excellent matches he's had with different kinds of wrestlers, different types of matches all over the world in big places, small places, you know, like that Robbie Eagles match from PWA that we were talking about a few weeks ago. Is in Australia. It's not the biggest crowd in the world. There's not that many people watching it, but he goes out there and he has a, an incredible match and helps Robbie Eagles get over as a star. Just because that's what Will Ospreay does. He just does not phone it in. He gives you everything each and every time. So for me, it's really hard to pick top three most outstanding because you've got to have people like Zack Sabre Jr. in there. Walter's had an incredible year. Even Ibushi has had some terrific matches. So to me, Ospreay has got to be in that conversation and definitely top three. Yeah. If you're talking about an, an award where where you're taking the entire body of work into consideration, right? So for our awards, we try to make it just you know w- within a New Japan ring. Uh, even even then, I think you know there's absolutely consideration, right? But then if you take you know the work outside the ring, not outside the ring, outside a New Japan ring, and and going into other promotions, just like you mentioned, wherever he goes, he's he's putting on. You know, a match that that people talk about and people people you know uh, will recommend to other people. 
Um, and 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 rarely would you get, you know, hey, how is that Will Osprey man? Nah, nah, that's skippable. You don't hear that, <laughs> right? And especially this year. So no, uh, I to answer the question, yeah, he he absolutely should be in consideration. Um, body of work is very strong, uh, one of the strongest for anybody in in the entire year. So. Yep, I think he'll be on a lot of people's uh, short list, and even our awards, I'm sure he will be in the mix as well. Okay, eighth match then for the Never Openweight Championship. Kota Ibushi defeats Hiroki Goto in 16 minutes after a Kamigoye. I enjoyed this match. I thought it was decent, good, hard-hitting. Ibushi taking some crazy bumps. That There was that clothesline bump on the apron that was ridiculous, and I thought he'd broken his neck, which is a a standard feature of Ibushi matches these days. I saw some people saying they're a bit underwhelmed by it. Maybe it wasn't quite as good as their G1 match, but I still thought it was a, a good match. It was a good match. Um, and I don't know, maybe I was just more excited about the fact that Ibushi won because I knew we'd be getting Ibushi against Osprey in a singles match because I know I've been worried in the build-up to this that we were going to end up with a four-way with Goto and Taichi, but we didn't get that. And Ibushi is a winner. Ibushi is our new Never Openweight Championship uh, champion. What did you think of the match? Good. It was good. Um, I saw some people actually, you're mentioning people uh, over-evaluating it, evaluating it, um, or under, I don't know. I saw people over-evaluating it, right? I saw people really in love with it. And I was like, wow, um, you know, um, I, 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 I thought it was good. I don't think it was great, and I don't think it stunk. I thought it was, you know, in in the middle. Um, that that to me is somewhat troubling, in the sense of you know Goto hasn't really had a uh, a, a a strong finish to this year, right? Um, because I think expectations when you talk about a Kota Abushi Goto match, Hiroki Goto match, you, you I, I I thought it would be as just a smidge higher. Smidge higher, expectation-wise. Again, please, this match was good. This was a good match. Um, a little shorter than I maybe would have wanted. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was was something a little bit missing. But, again, the end result being what it was helped helped you know me to get over that. You know, that the idea... And I saw somebody tweet this. It might have been Voices of Wrestling. I don't know. The idea of singles match, Tokyo Dome, Will Ospreay, Kota Ibushi, fantastic. And then somehow, some way, having uh, this program extend to Madison Square Garden. Oh, how lovely would that be? That would be right up our alley. So, um you know, you you talk about Kota Ibushi and and the and the and the guys he could be in the ring with. I think you know when we were in G one season and even before, a lot of people were like, you know, Kenny and Kota that would be the match that we would want to see at a Tokyo Dome. Okay, if we don't have that, name me another person on that roster who you might want to have a match have you know Kota Ibushi have a match with. I I guarantee you, you know, second being Will Osprey is not going to disappoint many. Um, so. Yeah, that's going to be a fucking hell of a match, man. I'm jealous. That's that's going to be uh, uh, that's going to be a show stealer, I think. And I think people are going to be talking about that match for years to come, given those two and, and, and the output that they can put out. 
Okay, and then the final match on the show, we had the World Tag League final between uh, Sonata and Evil defeating the team of Tangela and Tamatonga in 27 minutes after a moonsault from Sonata. So again, worth noting here that Sonata gets the pinfall again with his move. Last year, Evil got the pinfall after his uh, Evil uh, STO move. And here, Sonata gets the pinfall. So more evidence that there is something to this Sonata push, and I think he is going to have a big year. But this match, man, 27 minutes, I just I could not get into it. I found it pretty slow, pretty boring. It did have its moments, but I just think these two teams don't have great chemistry together, and I found it kind of boring. Yeah, I, I um, we're on the same we're on the same page, um, which which kind of speaks to a little bit of okay, we hated the way that they got there, but. Kind of glad the young bucks are in this match, right? It, it, you know, they could they could add a. That's little... it. That's why I don't have the. Yeah, I, I, that's why I don't have the energy to totally bury the booking for undermining the tag league because I don't want to see this match again, Damon. So, yeah, I, I give it a thumbs up in terms of young bucks going in there and making it better because it, it wasn't great, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't great, but. Um... Yeah, you you, you kind of hope when it comes to the, the tag finals, usually they're they're pretty good matches. Um, I mean, I just remember you know Makabe and Honma uh, being you know kind of okay you know throughout an entire tournament, and then come to the finals, those matches being pretty decent. Um, again, this was a decent match. I don't. I, I again, it's not bad. I, there's nothing that we're we're we're, we're poo pooing it. It's just you know okay. It, it just felt like it. Here's here's the conclusion to a to a story that we already kind of feel like we know is it, you know is going to happen. Um, I, I wish there was a better way we could have gotten here. But and again, I don't blame the participants in the ring. I, I I do blame the booking and I do blame the the lack of creativity in getting there. But okay, we we have we're here. Uh, we're going to make the most of it. And again, I think the young bucks will will help, you know, give a give a nice little dash of pepper flake, red pepper flake, to a little bit of a bland stew, if you will. Um, that that's really how I feel about that. Okay, well, let's get into the Wrestle Kingdom news then, because they had the press conference today while you were sleeping, where they announced lots of big things. So first of all, Damon, I know this is going to be brand new to you. They announced a new beginning in the USA. So these are New Beginning shows that will run concurrently with the Japan New Beginning shows. So New Beginning in USA, there's going to be one show on January the 30th at the LA Globe Theatre at 1.30, which is the new PWG building that they use for Bola this year. Uh, also the venue for UFC 3 when uh, champion Steve Jenham came out of nowhere to win that and that was one of my favourite UFCs because there's some great matches. Keith Hackney against Emmanuel Yarborough. Uh, so... Definitely worth going to. Oh, Harold Howard, one of my favourite UFC fighters of all time on that one. Um, so that is going to be the first one. Uh, February the 1st, we're getting uh, another new beginning show in Charlotte Grady Coal Centre, which uh, according to Wikipedia is a, a roller derby venue and an old Jim Crockett building. So these US shows, there's going to be a focus on LA Dojo talent and also talent from Japan who aren't booked on the Japanese new beginning shows. There'll be, I guess, some undercard wrestlers, uh, maybe one or two big names to bump up the numbers there because, as we've spoken about several times, the roster is pretty massive. It's quite bloated, so I'm sure they can fill out those shows. 
And there's a possible Nashville show on February the 2nd, but uh, nothing confirmed yet. And now this is a, a Voices of Wrestling exclusive, which I got permission from Joe Lanza to use on the condition that I plug the Patreon, which you should definitely subscribe to because I'm a subscriber. I've been a subscriber for nearly a year now. Um, well, however long, as soon as they introduced it, I've been on that. $5, you get lots of excellent stuff. And even though I work for them, I'm still happy to, to throw my money in for that. So definitely worth it because they do stuff like uh, instant reaction shows after every G1. There were reaction shows after each of the uh, Super Junior Tag League shows. So absolutely worth your $5 a month. And mine as well. So, um, and mine as well. Yeah, uh, you're a subscriber. Uh, yes, I am. Um so uh, one of the one of the things I did enjoy was Lanza would do uh, reviews of like these these uh, independent promotions that he would get TV on. I guess in his area, um, he would do reviews of those, um, and also his, his his what was the, what do you call it? The football intelligentsia was it? Uh, I NFL uh, intelligentsia. Yes, I, I'm familiar with that. So uh, yeah, definitely think it's worth your while. Very entertaining, and again, five bucks you you buy a coffee for that. So. Uh, to get a month's worth of entertainment, by all means, uh, that that's if you're looking for if you're looking to you know uh, to spend some extra money on a Patreon, there, there there's where you spend it right there. That's that's the content you want. That's the content you want. All right. So what's the scoop now? Uh, give me give me Nashville. You said yeah. So um, apparently they had Atlanta booked on Sunday, February the 3rd, but they hadn't realised it was also running at the same time as quite another popular event. Do you know what that is, Damon? February 3rd in Atlanta. Uh, is it the Super Bowl? Is, is that in Atlanta this year? It was the Super Bowl, yeah. They forgot about the Super Bowl, Damon, so they were going to be running counter to the Super Bowl, but I yeah. guess someone uh, pointed that out to them and they pulled the plug on that. So, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, new beginning in USA tour that they're running? Good. Um, look, so you know the the previous uh, Anaheim shows that that just occurred that we really didn't spend a lot of time talking about. Um, the, the the shows did pretty well, you know, from a crowd perspective, and 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 I actually wound up knowing people that that went. Um, you know, so it's uh, so you know for for the fact that we uh, didn't really talk all that much about it they did get a good crowd and and they did do pretty well so um you know hopefully here's here's here was our biggest gripe with that though it was it was the fact that it did go under the radar and it really wasn't talked about and from a promotion standpoint you know you really didn't know much about it um so as long as they do a good job of getting the word out trying their best to, to at least announce talent that will be there uh, in advance and not having it be a surprise. Uh, it's good. I, I Here's what I really like, though, the fact that they're interested in going into different markets. That is key because, again, these are people that maybe can't afford a plane ticket and a hotel for a weekend to fly out to California, right? So if, if you're in Nashville area or if you're in uh, you know Tennessee or – Ohio or West Virginia or where you know you could find a way to you know drive there and, and make it reasonable. So uh, the fact that they're branching out and, and hitting different areas, love it. That's that's a good thing. So uh, fingers crossed that we'll see more of that in the future. And again, talent being used, right? So again, Joel, you made mention of a, of a really uh, bloated w- roster. We have we have plenty of wrestlers, not that many spots. So to get them work and to get them on shows, and again another 
money-making opportunity for the company. It's all good things, all good things. Yeah, sorry, just unmute myself there. Um, so any thoughts then about the fact that this is running concurrently with New, uh, New Beginning in Japan? Do you think this is maybe a sign that they're going to do more of this in the future? And I don't want to use the word brand split, but uh, it does spring to mind when you see these ideas. Wasn't that originally the, you know, years ago, you know, when we we were in our, the beginning of, of the North American uh, conquest, if you will, the the idea was to kind of have that West Coast be almost like a territory, right? And just, you know, using people that aren't being used uh, in, in Japan. So... Yeah, I, I think this is a good thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a brand split. It's, it's, it's an opportunity for younger talent to get work, and it's an opportunity for guys who are, I don't know, somewhat lost in the mix to kind of, you know, do something different, work with different people, uh, you know, young talent to to get to wrestle in the states, which I think is a, a check a check box for a lot of the younger guys. So no, I think th- I can't think of one thing where it would be a bad thing for New Japan to do this and to do this throughout the year. Okay, and other announcements were for two Road to Tokyo Dome shows. One is on Friday, December 14th, and the next one is on Saturday, December the 15th. So from the December the 14th, the Friday show, one a few of the notable things. Uh, one, we have Shingo Takagi's first ever singles match in New Japan against Shota Umino. And also, we have on the Saturday show, the Teraki kanemitsu comeback match. So we've got a tag team match between Renarita and Kanemitsu against Shota Umino and Ayato Yoshida. And there was a comment on Twitter from one Cody Hall saying about Kanemitsu, dude just chilled in the dojo and got paid for two years. Crazy. Now, of course, the story here is that Kanemitsu had complications after surgery following a cervical spine injury. But uh, Cody Hall, a bit sour grapes there. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, well, you know, listen, he's sitting in, uh, you know, the undercards on Noah's shows, uh, kind of, kind of, well, I, I will say this, though, uh, for, for all his, uh, you know, poor choices of words on Twitter, you know, you go back and, you know, he took that bump, uh, what was it, a moonsault, right? He was on the floor, uh, and he took that, and he, you know, he was there to catch, I forget who, was it Abushi that did the, the, the moonsault? Uh, I, I see. I forget who, exactly who it was, but I just remember him getting hurt, and and, that, and really that was the last you saw of him. So yeah, I mean, listen, that tweet was sour grapes, but um, you know, I think it's kind of odd that the the company. I don't, and again, I don't know what happened in, in in the background, right? Where, why, how? But yeah, it seemed like the injury happened, and that's the last you saw of Cody Hall. Um, so yeah. That, you know, I, I, I not that I'm siding with any one side, but you know, I, I, you know, just on the paper and on the surface and what we know, uh, guy gets hurt, guy tries to rehab himself and get back into shape and get back in there, and that was the last you see of him. So, you know, all right, it is what it is. He was a bit shit as well, though, wasn't he? Uh, he was not good. No, he was not good. I mean, that that might have something to do with it as well. They didn't see the upside in him. Um, and the the and I will say this: the limited 
amount that I've seen him post New Japan in NOAA. I mean, it's not like he's lighting the world on fire there either. So uh, my NOAA people would be able to chime in uh, on that and give me reports on Cody. But uh, let's put it this way again. That's, you know, nobody's, nobody's tweeting me and nobody's uh, uh, texting me any information saying uh, I got to go out of my way to watch a Cody Hall match. Okay, so back to the Friday show. We have a singles match between Kazuchika Okada and Gado, which is going to be very, wow. very interesting. That's, 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 that is actually very interesting. Um, I'm sure we'll see some Jay White interference and nonsense and shit like that. But, you know, that's that's historic, I would think, right? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big deal. That's a, you know that's that's not a hand wave. That's something that, that people will definitely want to watch and tune in for. So uh, okay, I, I'm in. I'm in for that. Nice, good. Uh, the main event of the Friday show again. We have the reunion of the most violent players because we've got the team of Toriano, Togi Makabe, Osprey, and Tanahashi against Chase Owens, Yujiro, Kota Ibushi, and Kenny Omega. So I wonder if there's something to that if they're going to be getting together long term because there does seem to be a bit of a blending, a blurring between the Sekigun guys and the Chaos guys. But uh, I know you have absolutely zero interest in the faction, so I will move swiftly on there. Back to the Saturday show. So, yeah, we got the Kanemitsu comeback match as the opener. And other stuff that is notable on that is mainly the main event, which is a very, very tasty one indeed. So this is going to be the final New Japan match of 2018, and that's Will Ospreay and Hiroshi Tanahashi against the Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, Ooh. which I'm very much looking forward to in uh, a, yeah. a packed Korakuen Hall. Yes, and you know what happens at the end of every match uh, uh, at Korakuen Hall before uh, the, 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 the Dome show, the last show. You get to see the snow. Get to see the snowfall. <laughs> I look forward to that every year. They, they, uh, they. You know how you know, you you know what I'm talking about, right? They, when they shoot off the little, little the drop it from the ceiling, the little snowflakes fall down. I love it. It gets me this. It gets me in the mood. It gets me in the spirit of things. Uh, and listen, that match again. Osprey and Tanahashi against uh, Kenny and Kota. Come on, on on paper, that sounds fucking great. Now again, let's keep the comedy down to a minimum. I, I'm not saying you got to go out there and destroy Cork and Hall and tear the roof off the fucking building. I'm not saying that. I'm saying give us a taste. Help us get excited for Wrestle Kingdom. Help build a main event. Take off your fucking T-shirt and give the people what they want. We want this. Come on. Huh? How about it? Come on. Just give it, you know, this is yeah. the time. For all that, uh, you know, I criticized the silly comedy in the match at the World Tag League Finals. I think at least we have these two shows where they can do a proper go-home angle, if you will. And we can get serious Kenny and they can do some uh, mu- uh, long absent builds to this uh, main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Because there, there's been very much to get you st- teeth stuck into so hopefully they will pull out the stops there and leave us uh, wanting more so let's get on to Wrestle Kingdom 13 just a few tidbits first from Chris Charlton interesting that Wrestle Kingdom spot is now more competitive than ever um, well I'll get into exactly why later but now there are only 26 wrestlers on the main card and you have to go back to May 2005 for the last paid dome event with that concentration and another 
fact he gave us is that 42.3% of the wrestlers on the main card are from overseas. It's down from 48.6% on the main card last year. Uh, now, I noticed here what I thought was quite interesting. Not to read anything into this, but there are only two matches on this card that have um, Japanese guys against Japanese guys, which I thought was quite interesting. So we will go through the cards, but um, I, I think this looks bloody brilliant, Damon. I can't wait. And that's why, you know, I couldn't bring myself to complain too much about stuff like Silly Kenny or the Bucks insert themselves in the match or the waste of the Tag League Tour and all of that stuff because this card just looks brilliant. Um, I'm going to read it to you, Damon, uh, so you can just give me your overall thoughts. So, opening match, we have got the never openweight championship between Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay. Awesome. Second match, IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship, Kanemaru and Desperado against Shoyo against Bushin Shingo. That should be great. Third match, uh, British Heavyweight Championship, Ishii against Zack Sabre Jr. Fucking awesome. Fourth match, IWGP Tag Team Championship, G.O.D., Sonata and Evil, Young Bucks. Should be good. Fifth match, IWGP US Heavyweight Championship, Cody against Juice Robinson. Huh. All right, let's. I'm, I'm, and again, I'm going to be objective here. I'm being objective here. This could be. This could be good. Um, I can't imagine it getting a ton of time, which has me a probably leaning more toward. Okay, that's probably better, right? Make it a sprint. Make it you know just balls to the wall. Give them eight menace and go go well, go go if i may damon i want to jump in here because there are nine matches on this card there were nine matches last year and the shortest match on last year's nine match card was 14 minutes so i don't know if anyone's gonna necessarily get short for time here good point okay how long was the show though it felt like it went on forever uh, I don't know. It was like five and a half hours. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Like that, but, uh... right. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it did, it did go on. And again, uh, you got great pro wrestling. Who's complaining about that? When it's great, it's like complaining about five hours of great sex. You know what I mean? Who, who does that? Um, who has five hours of sex is really what I want to know because I certainly don't. <laughs> um, uh, Honestly, that sounds like a waste of time, Damon. Really? Oh, come on. A waste of time? Oh. Yeah. Really? Get 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 the job done in five minutes, and then that you <laughs> know up. that five hours I can spend doing something else. You know, watching a bit of wrestling, playing some video games. <laughs> oh come on! You gotta be a, you gotta you gotta be a, an easy lover. You gotta get you know. Come on, you can't just get in and get out. You know what is this drive through? Um, I like to, I like to be held, Joel. All right. <laughs> um, a little bit of cuddling at the yeah, end. Yeah, you know, duly noted. Thank you, thank you. Um. I don't, I'm not a piece of meat, okay? Um, that could be good. I'll say uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be optimistic, Damon. I'm gonna be gonna be, gonna be a glass half full, Damon, and say uh, that 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 has the possibility of being. I won't say great. I'm gonna go good. You got a, you got a good match there. Okay, uh, sixth match: IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Kushida against Taiji Shimori. I mean, that should be fucking great, right? Great. Yes. Uh, seventh match, Kazuchika Okada against Jay White. Okay, so here's here's where I'm going with this. Stay with me, kids. This is a definitive crowning moment for Jay White. He's in the ring. I've said it before. He's in the ring with Okada. He's in the, in the ring on a main uh, show. Big spotlight match. Singles match. This is where he breaks through. This is where everybody who's on the fence with Jay White and are, you know, okay, character work great, but I ha- here's where it has to happen, right? This is this is it. 
This is this is the show. This is the stage, right? I think he will deliver. We know he can deliver. We really do. We know he can. And now here it is. So when he has this breakthrough match, which I'm going to go on the record and say will be great. This is where he becomes a star, this match, right? I'm not saying this is a, a torch passer, right? This is not Gretzky to Lemieux. This is not, uh, um, how about, uh, don't, don't help me. How about Wayne Rooney to, oh, um, I don't even know who the fuck, uh, Massive, right? You know him, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 right? yeah. Right, that that tor- nailed it. Yep, yep, that torch passing. Right, uh, that's what we're talking about here. Right, I really, truly believe that in my heart that this is going to be the match that makes Jay White a true, legitimate star on the scene of pro wrestling. Mark my words. Okay, eighth match: IWGP Intercontinental Championship: Chris Jericho against Tetsuya Naito. Well, I. I I think I'm going to say great, um, and I say that with a l- slight hesitation, only because uh, it's it's Chris Jericho, and I say that knowing full well that let's be truthful, Chris Jericho has delivered right each and every time he's been asked to, right? Omega match that was pretty great. Naito evil match that was that was good. That was good. Uh, Naicho match, it was good. So he's got he's got at the very least good in you. He's got good, uh, big stage. Naicho, I think everybody's pumped up. I think everybody's expecting a title change. Uh, I think that could be a nice moment. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt again. Positive, positive. We are a positive podcast. Uh, I'm gonna go great, but I will say this. Naito's got to win that title for it to be great. If he, and I hate to be that guy that's like, oh, your booking decisions make it, you know, make it a match greater. You're going to hear a, a, an absolute deflated, deflatedness come, you know, that match if he doesn't win that title. That's got that's got to be a title change at this point uh, for Naito. And the ninth match, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Kenny Omega against Hiroshi Tanahashi. I think that will be great. And I think both those guys, for all the, the for all the flaws and all the little nitpicks that we like to do, uh, in ring, those are two of the most talented guys on earth. And again, big stage, Kenny's never disappointed uh, on a big stage. Now, again, we can go back to his junior heavyweight days at the Dome where you're just like, oh, okay. Uh, but on a big stage main event, he delivers every time. I I I, I can't imagine him not. So, uh, and again, we all know uh, Mister Mr. Wrestle Kingdom, as we like to call him, Hiroshi Tanahashi. He, he will deliver. He'll find a way to get through the pain of injuries, and uh, this will be great as well. So, I mean, how many times did I say great? Just going through this lineup, right? And I, not once did I say, oh, this is going to suck. The, the biggest chance you have of suck, and again, it's not even suck, but eh, okay, maybe it's not going to, is Cody Juice? Is that the biggest opportunity for hand wave Cody Juice? That's saying something, right? That's fucking amazing. And what's the, what, uh, 
Snowflakes-wise, what's the flaw on a match like Cody and Juice? Uh, truth be told, I would say like the floor being three and a half. Three and a half. Like, I think that's really the minimum it will be, three and a half. Right. And if you're looking at three and a half stars as the worst match on your Wrestle Kingdom card, then you've got a pretty fucking good card, yep. I would say. Because, Damon, I can't fucking wait for this show. This looks amazing. There's no filler on that. we got nine, card, nine matches on that card, and they all look like they're going to be great. Even the multi-tag matches, the people in them, I know, I can guarantee that they're going to deliver and I'm going to enjoy them. And seven singles matches, I'm absolutely thrilled. I was convinced we were going to be getting some four ways or some triple threats and they didn't do it. So all the people who are complaining, oh, too many multi-man matches, they can get fucked because honestly, this card looks terrific. Yeah, it really does. I mean, again, how we got there for those multi-man tag matches we could do without but okay we're there whatever we're, we're past it fuck it that show is fu- it is tight it is it again singles matches do not fall off of trees right and when you get them it's it's a treat it's 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 a special and you got eight you got every title on the line uh that's going to be a special night that's going to be a great night i'm I, listen just talking about it i'm pumped there's, there's no, you're right. There is no filler. I will say this though, there's a lot of talent that's kind of out there, right? I know we still have the never six man titles to defend, uh, Joel. Uh, those, those are those are very important titles uh, in New Japan right now. Uh, and again, you would assume there's some big names out there that are out of the mix: Suzuki, Goto. Uh, Taichi, Beretta, Chucky T, Elgin, Elgin, Yano, Makabe, Killer Elite Squad, Hangman, Yujiro, Mighty Skull, Taguchi, The Dads. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that, Damon, because if I may, I'll just jump in with another bit of news for you, which, of course, is going to be brand new to you, but the pre-show New Japan Rumble is dead. It's gone. Wow. It has been replaced by a pre-show gauntlet match to establish the number one contenders for the Never Six Man titles at New Year Dash. So... First of all, Damon, your thoughts on the death of the New Japan Rumble. Rest in peace. Totally okay with it. Okay, so here's what we did, though. That Rumble was was meaningless. I mean, that was a show that people used to scramble to get to their seats from getting beer, right? So you get you finally get into the arena, you finally get into the dome, and, and the line moves rather well, but it's still you 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 got to it takes a little bit to get in there. You get in, you get you get a couple pops. And then you're going to find your seat. And, you know, that's after the fact that you're kind of staring around being like, holy fuck, I'm in the Tokyo Dome. Holy shit. Um, but, yeah, they start right on time. And it's like, oh, we're starting. Okay, here we go. And But, but here's the thing. By and large, it's it's a little bit meaningless. At least last year's was. And I think the year previous. I know that there was one where I think Yuji Nagata won. And he kind of parlayed that into uh, winning or challenging Nakamura, if I'm not mistaken, in a new beginning show. Um, uh, yeah, Elgin as well. He won and he got a, a title shot against Naito for the IC title. Okay, so maybe I'm talking out. But my uh, Kakihara, he hasn't cashed in his title shot yet. You so know, I'm you would think. Waiting for that, right? Um, I I like it to be official, right? I like the officialness of this means something, right? So yeah, I mean that just screams that we have a lot of talent that we need to find something to do for these guys. Uh, and and again, six man tag gauntlet. Uh, we're, what we're going to do. So again, it's going to be 
you know, five pounds of shit in a, uh, in a three pound bag, but uh, good. All right. So, and then, and then that just makes Dash that much more interesting for the never six man titles. Uh, we know who will be challenging and uh, good. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I don't have a problem with it. It's, it's kind of the same thing, but um, to me, it just feels a little bit more significant than, than the battle Royal had become. Um, especially with last year with it really just being a feel-good moment. Yeah, I think it's a great idea as well. Uh, at least more time on the main card for proper matches. And I think you will probably see it merge with some of the you know, the sillier, the wackier elements of the Rumble. So you could have your surprises in there or your old guys returning. And honestly, Damon, the six-man gauntlet is a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. I really like that match. Maybe because it reminds me of playing the King of Fighter arcade games back in the day. So I probably like it more than most people do. So I spent... Far too long on this, but while I was sitting on the bus today, I drew up um, some thoughts on who could be in this Gauntlet match because they've got the best part of an hour to fill in this uh, pre-show. So you could see this match going pretty long. You could see this going up to 40 minutes. So here are some people that are not booked for the main card that I thought could make our teams. So Suzuki Goon, you got two possible teams here. I thought we could have a team of Suzuki, Izuka and Takamichinoku and then another team of Killer Elite Squad and Taichi. From the elites, you can have a team of Chase, Yujiro, Hangman, possibly Marty Skull. I don't know if you want to switch him for Chase, but I think Marty might not even be on this show. But Chase, Yujiro, Hangman, that will be a good team. You could have a Young Lions team, uh, something like uh, Shota Umino, Yoshida. You could even have Yuji Nagata with them because I know he's been kind of mentoring the pair of them. Uh, you've also got Renna Rita, Yuya Uemura, Yota Tsuji, who could also factor into that. You can have a Chaos team, which could look something like Best Friends and Goto. You could have Rocky Romero in there, maybe switching one of them out. You could even have a returning Yoshihashi being part of that team. We can have a Taguchi Japan team, where we have Taguchi, Finley, and maybe Michael Elgin or Jeff Cobb. I don't know if Elgin will be healed by then, because I know he had a bit of a, uh, an injury with his knee. We can have a GBH team. We can have Honma, Makabe, and Yano, or possibly switch up for Hinari. We could have a Bullet Club team, or we've got Gado, Jado, Bad Luck Farley. You could fly in Robbie Eagles. We could have Hikoleo returning from injury. We could even have King Haku making an appearance on that team. Right. Uh, leftover people, we've got uh, Tiger Mask, Jushin Thunder Liger, Hinare. Um, again, I'll just put those together because I have them left over. You've got the Dads, Kojima, Tenzan, Nakanishi. I put Nagata in the team with Umino and Yoshida, but you could have Nagata figuring into that team. And then you could have a team of surprises. You know, you guys like Scott Norton's, your cheeseburgers, Gino Gambino, our favourite hero, Saito. So I don't, I could just be the only person, David, but I'm kind of looking forward to this. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know what? It, look, my favourite part of that is, uh, you know, kind of guesstimating who's going to be the team that gets the paycheck, who gets paid for the least amount of work, right? So who, what team gets eliminated the quickest? Right? That's always fun. Uh, and then again, which which team has to put in the work, right? Has to go the longest, um, and if they win, so yeah, I mean the idea of of new fresh teams coming in, and you know, it does help the the people with the short attention span to uh, get into something like this. So yeah, I, listen, I don't have a, I I I don't have a problem with it. Um, there are guys that are that are in that mix that I somewhat feel sorry for Suzuki, uh, Goto. Um, those, those Fale, those are kind of three guys that stand out to me of being pretty big names in the company. And then that have, that have really worked hard throughout the entire year. They're kind of, kind of stuck in this mix. Uh, Trent Beretta, once again, in a gauntlet match. Um, 
again, being hurt that didn't help it, but still, regardless. Um, but yeah, it should be good. I like it. Look, top to bottom. Top to bottom, Wrestle Kingdom's going to fucking rule this year. It really is. That that show, top to bottom, as much as, as, as you know, we, we can nitpick, I'm uh, flat out, I can't be more excited. Uh, now, again, let, let's 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 get into high gear here. Uh, and again, everybody on this show, we know who we're who we're dancing with. Come January fourth, let let's start. Let's start get it, get it rocking and rolling, and get 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 the juices flowing, and 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 get people excited for your matches and your feuds and all that stuff. And I think with these row two shows, that's going to be a key. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, I think they've nailed it the way that they've artfully dealt with the problem of the people who are not on the cards and shifting them all to the pre-show. And even the, the order of the matches just looks great to me. Just even something like having Ibushi against Osprey opening up the show. And I said on Twitter, like, I've got a special spot in my heart for the the music of the first person who comes out on the Wrestle Kingdom. Like to this day, every time I hear the Young Bucks theme, where the old theme, I think of sitting in the Tokyo Dome last year. And when their music played, you know, you get chills running down your spine because you're like, yes, this is it. Wrestle Kingdom is about to start. So again, when I'm sitting there and that music plays, Will Ospreay's music, and I know I'm going to get the goosebumps and I'm just going to be so excited. Just thinking about it now, Damon, I'm getting chills. I, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um. Yeah. Uh, look, and and I think I think they're going to get a real nice. Uh, they're already moving tickets more, uh, at a at a pace that that beat last year's, right? Um. So you're going to have a packed house, depending upon how many seats they make available. Uh, you, you're going to have more people in that building than in previous years, uh, in recent time. Anyway, um. Uh, so it's going to be packed. People are going to be excited. Uh, it's going to be a great. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great environment, and it's going to be top to bottom. There's not, there's no filler. That's what's great. You know, it, you know, you're you're going to be, you know, a quarter of the way through this show, and then you're going to, you know, be like, oh, we still got this, and we still got that, and we still got this. Um, <clears throat> this this show is going to have to be five hours at least. Uh, and and because you want to, you want to give everybody enough time to 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 do what they got to do. I'm really hyped for this. I'm really hyped. And I, truth be told, I may not have been uh, a couple months ago. Just kind of what things were projecting to be. Things turned around very quickly with the idea of Zach and and Ishii and and Abushi and Osprey and uh, everything else that we already know. So nope, I, thumbs up so far. Let's 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 see if we can deliver. Yeah, speaking of that Ibushi Osprey match, uh, TJ from the Discord <laughs> said uh, Ibushi versus Osprey, loser has to read a book. <laughs> Why does that mean? I don't understand that. What does that mean? Uh, I think he's suggesting that Ibushi and Will Osprey are not uh, the most uh, well-read of individuals. Let's oh, put it like that. Uh, who know? I don't know that. Why would he? Why would he say that? All right, that's mean. That's mean spirited, and I, I, I can't approve that. Well, I laughed, so I'm, uh, I say it's okay. <laughs> right, right. All right. Right. On the topic of Osprey, uh, Dan says Osprey is going over and becoming a heavyweight, right? And uh, Ferrante207 says Osprey looks like he's legitimately added some muscle mass. Uh, do you agree or do you care? So where do you think Osprey goes uh, moving on from this? Do you think he wins and do you think he's a full-time heavyweight? I think he already is a full-time heavyweight, right? I thought that was already established. But if it isn't, um, boy, I really don't know. 
Um, I don't. I don't think it's a slam dunk that he wins. I really don't. Uh, again, I think my dream scenario would be he does win, and then there's a rematch at, at Madison Square Garden. Uh, that would be ideal to me. But um, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I don't. So, um, but yeah, he's definitely a heavyweight, and, and both both of those guys are. They're, they're heavyweights. Okay, uh, so Risa De Hiromu says, Suzuki and Goto are out of Wrestle Kingdom. Is there any chance of saving them? Now, I say saving them. Personally, Damon, it's unfortunate, but I'm totally fine with the fact that they are haven't been crowbarred in. And they, didn't, they, they resisted the urge to make any of those singles matches a triple threat or a four-way match. I Personally, I applaud the decision to be bold and cut some people from the show because I'm a big proponent of saying to some guys, look, sorry, this is not your year. You're going to have to go in the gauntlet match and... You know, better luck next year. You focus on your big singles programs and you keep it at that. So, um, Suzuki Goto, bad luck, but I'm not going to be crying into my Cheerios in the morning that they're not being put on the main card. I agree 100%. I, again, you're not... Here's what they didn't do, and I and you're right. I applaud New Japan for this. Uh, uh, they didn't... They didn't... They weren't tempted to water down anything just to get shoehorn people onto a show, right? They they that that lineup is stacked and it's stacked for a reason. Everything we're excited for it because everything means something. It means something, right? That and and if you just chuck in Goto and chuck in just to just to reward and I I, I I'm sorry. No. No. This year unfortunately you're right. You're you're gauntlet. Sorry. Uh-uh. I like I like the fact that they had the balls to really focus in on these singles title matches uh, with really quality matchups uh, and not have it watered down. Again, if the tags are the tags. The tags are the tags, and they always have been, and they always are, and we're disappointed in that. But truth be told, the matches are made better with the people that are in it. All right, fine. No, hey. Great job. Great job. We're, we're, we're right where we need to be with this. Yeah, we had a question from uh, Stu on saying, anyone you're disappointed that is not on the Wrestle Kingdom 13 main cards. And I've got to say no, because I'm just so excited by it and so thrilled at the fact that they had the courage of their convictions to to stick with the, the matches they had originally planned. That I'm not looking at anyone. I mean, I guess if I had to pick someone, I'd say Taichi. But would I want to take Osprey out and put Taichi in there or take Ibushi out and put Taichi in there? And the answer is going to be no. So there's no one that I'm thinking, oh, I really wish they were on the main card, really, because I'm just happy with the way it is. Right, right. Are you upset that Fale's not in the intercontinental mix? You know, right? Now, are you upset that, uh, I mean, maybe Suzuki. Maybe... Uh... Maybe Suzuki's probably the the biggest one, uh, but let's let's be truthful here. I mean, I hate to say it, and I'm not saying that the guy can't go, but he's had plenty of time sitting up. Let's give another people shots, right? Again, we talked about the Never title being a title where you know it, it, we want we want a different cha- a change of pace, and we want we want something new and fresh and exciting, and we got it. We got our, our dreams have come true. Our wants have come true. They've listened to us, right? And now, what does that mean? That guys like Goto and and Suzuki might have to take a backseat because that's where they would be penciled in. 
We know that, right? Would you want to see another big, beefy, hard-hitting Nevers? No. We've seen it a thousand times. They're great, but we've seen it a thousand times. This gives us something fresh and new, and it gives us what we wanted. They, they've listened to us, and I, I couldn't be happier with that. So a uh, question here from Ludiman. He says, why did I watch World Tag League? And is it just me or does Tanahashi versus Omega just not feel that big right now? Uh, you watched World Tag League because you were bored. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed the matches. I hope they weren't a complete waste of time for you. Even though I the, the outcome is what it is, I don't regret that I watched it. It doesn't lessen my enjoyment of that brilliant Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. against um, Suzuki and Izuka match. I enjoyed all the matches that I enjoyed, and I can enjoy them uh, taken out of the context of the World Tag League. So I wouldn't say it was a complete waste of time. Tanahashi versus Omega not feeling that big right now. Yes, agree. We have touched on that. But I would say to you that by the time you've that uh, December the 15th Karakuen show has finished, it will feel big, and you'll be looking forward to seeing it because um, there is no way that they're not going to deliver at Karakuen and... I'm sure I've got faith in them that they're going to do the business and make you excited for that match once that show's done. Agreed 100%. Uh, again, you've learned your lesson with World Tag League. Right? You, know, you watch it, watch it, matches in a bubble, but keep in mind what it is, and you learned your lesson for next year. And Kenny and, and Tana, yeah, again, we, we, we did touch on that. But I, I have faith that they're pros and, and things, will, things will tighten up as we get closer to the Dome. No worries. Okay, Goldfather says, does Wrestle Kingdom 13 have the best undercard of the recent Wrestle Kingdom cards? Wrestle Kingdom 9 to 12 at least. And JDM, could any promotion on Earth top this card combining expected in-ring star power and story? I want to say no. Uh, Again, I think, I don't want to use the word perfect, but there there is no fat on this card. There's no filler. And in all the previous years, you could point to a match, like a brilliant show like Wrestle Kingdom 11, you got the... You had the Never Gauntlet match. You had the you know Tiger Mask W against Tiger the Dark match and things like that, where you just think, uh, you know, could have done without this. Give some of the other matches some more time. There isn't anything like this. And could any other promotion put on a card like this? I don't think so. I think WWE could if they wanted to. They've got the roster for it, but they don't have the guts to do that because um, they just want to crow- crowbar in as many people as they can. So. Second point, yeah, this is, I think, the only promotion in the world that could put on a show this good. Yeah. Um, I, I, look, I hate to hate to sound like a circle jerk here, but, yeah, it's they, they, they did this right. This is, this is, at the end of the day, they did this right. Um, you're not, there's no, there's no filler. Look, I'm, I'm looking at the lineup now, and it's like, I mean, the, the worst part about it is, is that expectations are really high. Right, right. I mean, uh, expectations are high for a lot of these matches, and and they they can deliver, they can deliver. So I, you know, again, I hope you don't go into it with too high expectations of oh, you know, I, I set myself up for failure. But I don't see it. I just don't see how. I mean, how excited are you for Zach and Ishii? That's going to be great. That's going to be great. And he deserves it so much. But both of them deserve it, getting singles matches this year, because I think last year they were in the, the Never Six Man schmoz, and that was a bit of a disappointment. But they have just earned it so much this year, and I'm thrilled for both of them. And also RevPro getting their title defended on a huge show like this. Taking the place of, you know who, Ring of Honor, right? Usually that was a Ring of Honor spot. And uh, uh, RevPro s- sliding in. That's a good job by them. Uh and again, there's a match that we haven't even really touched on that much. Ishimori and Kushida. 
how great is that fucking match going to be? Right? I- Ishimura is in my pr- probably what's going to end up as my match of the year against Hiromu. And I think people are sleeping on him because he is a terrific wrestler. Kushida, you know, we, we know what he can, he can do. We know he can have brilliant matches. So again, I think those two guys can tear the house down. And I'm just so thrilled, Damon, that they didn't uh, have the temptation to, oh, let's put Mighty Skirl in there or let's throw Bushi in there or let's throw Will Ospreay in there. That they said, no, these are the two guys, a singles match for the junior title. And I, I didn't think they were going to do it. I was terrified that they were going to make it a multi-man and they didn't and this match is going to be a banger because right because you saw the amount of people that were waiting in the wings that didn't have anything to do and it was you know you're thinking oh i mean what i mean they're going to do it right they had the balls to not do it that's that's saying something because you know that there were companies that would just shoehorn it in they didn't listen you got we all the credit in the fucking world that took balls and guts, and they did it. And singles matches all the way through, fuck yes. I'm in. Love it. Somebody somebody pay for my trip to go. Come on. Get a good I, – I, I want a Patreon set up, and, and I want uh, 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 a, a GoFundMe. I, I need to be here. What the fuck? I'm sitting here in my house watching it on TV. I need to be there. I'm sorry. I, I do. do there were offers. Yeah, there were offers. I, I don't know. I just uh, I, I look. How do you do that? You know what I mean? I, I, there were offers. I, I I had an offer. I had an offer. Um, I just I I couldn't. I couldn't. I I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it. A lot, Next lot. year, Damon. Next uh, year. What about this year? Maybe I let's do Dominion. All right. Here's what it, here's what it is. Like I could max out a credit card and go. I could book it tonight. I can max out a credit card and go. I, I just, I, I'm going to be honest with you. My wife would look at me and be like, "We, what, what are you doing?" Like it would be, it would be a massive problem. It would be a massive problem with everything I have going on. It would be a massive issue. Um, here's what I want, Harold. Can you just, Harold, Uncle Harold? Can you, can you give me a call, please? <laughs> Somebody call me. I want to go. I should be there. Uh, but no, I am very jo- – everybody I know. Mackie, going. I was talking to him last night. Going. Eric, of course, going. Uh, Claire and Kyle in Australia. They, I see them uh, chatting about it as well. Uh, you mentioned Esteban. He's Esteban's in, in Japan right now. He's there for like a month, that guy. Uh, um, uh, it just seems like everybody I know is going. And you, you and WH Park, hobnobbing. Sitting there, holding each other's hands, buying each other drinks, having a good time. Staring into each other's eyes. You know. Running our fingers through each other's hair. Right. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right. Listen, get, can you set up a collection? Maybe maybe, maybe three or four people will donate. <laughs> that seems to be a favorite number for people donating stuff. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Come on, what do you say? Can we do it? Uh, Somebody just pay for this for me, please. I'm begging. I'm sitting here using our showtime, begging people. Can you send me to Japan? Oh boy! All right. Someone buy several thousand T-shirts from our pro wrestling (laughs) tea store. Yeah, yeah, please. You know, several thousands. The holidays. I'm sure you have several thousand that would want to buy it. Um, 
I don't know. Now, now I got to be honest with you. Right now, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I regret my decision to be like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I regret it so much. I'm like, why didn't I just do it? Who cares? Just fucking do it. Oh, balls. All right. Well, fuck me. All right. What else we got? I, I, I got to actually go to work soon. So uh, do we have any more questions? Uh, yeah, a few. Right, anyway, <laughs> you, know, you know, our listeners, and I always feel bad about not getting through all the Twitter questions. I know that's silly because they, uh, like, as you say, they're just there to sort of fill up time if we run out of things to talk about. But uh, one thing I do want to say before I get into more questions is that I know this episode does sound like a bit of a circle jerk, but Damon, I think we have been some of the most critical voices uh, towards New Japan Pro Wrestling this year. That you know, when we're sitting here. And we're excited and we're saying this show is going to be great that we really mean it. We're not one of these people who have these you know, wrestling blogs saying, oh, 10 reasons why wrestling is amazing and everything's brilliant. We don't say it if we don't mean it. So when we sit here today and we tell you this is brilliant and we're excited about it, it comes straight from the heart. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, if, if anything, we, we're honest. And if, if something that we don't like, we're going to let you know. But but here's the thing. Even if there's things that we don't like, we usually – there's always things that we like, and, and, and we talk about both. I don't think that there's any uh, – I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get us just, just – you know, trumpeting a company when we don't feel like they're on the right path or they're, and I will say this 2019, that is going to be a very, uh, uh, pivotal year in this company, no doubt. Right. And there are things that we wish would change when it comes to, to getting to where we need to be. Again, I like where we are, how we got there. We might not be all on the same page when it comes to new Japan fandom, but that's a good thing, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but yes, we are excited. We are pumped. And uh, it's not about clicks or listens or trying to – again, I've said it a thousand times. The, the basis of this show here is Joel hits record, I hit record, and we, we chat like friends chat uh, over a couple drinks. And um, we hope that you find it fun and entertaining and interesting uh, and at least thought-provoking. Um, and and hopefully you get a laugh out of it too. So again, uh, we're not going to just say things just to say things. We're going to speak from the heart, and that's that's how we feel. And here's the thing too, and I and I've thought about this before. I think one of the main factors of how this show is, and the fact that we can be we can find the good and the things that we would want to change in both, it comes from the fact that we come from a sport background. In the sense of we follow sports, we like sports, we we both are passionate about certain teams and, and, and that kind of stuff. And I think that lends to a certain mentality of how we talk and discuss pro wrestling, right? We don't come with it with a, a, a non-sport feel. So we talk about this as if we were talking about our favorite hockey team or our favorite football team or our favorite rugby team or our favorite uh, whatever, Right. Baseball team, it, it, it's it's that's where that comes from. So, like when we when we discuss this, this is what we would dis- I would discuss with friends if we were talking about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Flyers or the Toronto Maple Leafs or the St. Louis Blues or or Arsenal or Tottenham or uh, Everton or whatever the case may be, right? So that's that's where I think that comes from, and that's where you get the pluses and the minuses, right? Again. You look at the. I mean, you, you, last year Eagles won the Super Bowl, and and the head coach, uh, could. Uh, I mean, he was he, he he was like the Pope, 
He would be carried around in the streets, just just people praising him. And and this year, you know, it's like, oh, what was he thinking there? You know, he couldn't buy. You know, people wouldn't buy him a cup of coffee, uh, being that they lost yesterday. Um, it, that's that's sports, right? And that's that's what it is. So that's that's what I thought about when when we talk about the show. Okay, I went on a little rant there. All right, uh, questions. Let's 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 rattle off some questions before I get in trouble. Okay, Drew says, on paper, what's the match to beat at Wrestle Kingdom? My money is on ZSJ versus Ishii. Uh, I think the main event is going to be the match of the night. And I I said that since the G1 final, that there's no way that uh, Tanahashi and Omega are not going to go out there and absolutely tear the house down on that stage. But I think Ibushi against Osprey being an opening match, that's really going to set a very, very high bar for the rest of the show. So uh, those two would be my pick. Is that definitely opening the show? Yeah. Wow, I, I I didn't know that was confirmed to open the show. Wow, okay. Um, I think here's what I think. I think for pro wrestling drama to sink you in to get you, as Joe Lanza would like to say, pacing in your den, uh, Tanahashi and Omega is going to be it, right? That's going to be uh, the the match where people are are not going to be able to go to sleep. Uh, I think the Osprey and uh, Ibushi match might be the match of the night, but I'll tell you what, I think people are sleeping on, again, two matches, and again, they're not really sleeping on it, but uh, one being Kushida and Ishimori, the second being Okada and Jay White. I think that is going to be, uh, again, one of those matches that that's going to define a career uh, for Jay White. I really do. Question from Matt says, which titles do you see changing hands at the Dome? Um, that's every single title that's on the show. Well, it's not actually because the Never Six Man titles are not on the show. Do you want to cover that one now, Damon, or wait until we do our uh, Wrestle Kingdom preview show in a couple of weeks? Let's do the preview. Um, again, I think our our preview, but we'll give our, our predictions and so forth. I don't want to spill the beans yet on that. Uh, we do have a nice schedule uh, that we have mapped out for our listeners and show schedule. So, uh, yeah, when we do the preview, we'll uh, we'll talk about those predictions. Okay, Discord questions. Uh, Griffin, who's a writer for Voices of Wrestling, says, which current sumo wrestler do you want to see make the transition to pro wrestling? And why is it Tochinoshin? Well, of course it would be Tochinoshin because he's got the look. But if it was a, an ex-sumo wrestler, my pick would be Asashoryu, who I've mentioned before on the show, who's just the ultimate heel, pulling people's hair in the middle of matches, brawling in the bath afterwards. I think he broke the wing mirror of another wrestler once. He, when everyone else is wearing the ceremonial kimonos, he turned up wearing a suit or casual clothes. He was playing in a charity football match when he claimed he was injured and couldn't wrestle. So uh, he would be my pick to transition into pro wrestling. Um, Kevin P says, will the headhunter leave NJPW to join All Elite? Uh, can you see Yoshihashi in All Elite Wrestling, Damon? <laughs> I mean, uh, it seems... Unlikely. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Seems unlikely. Okay, we've got quite a few questions here, faction-related questions, which I will try to deal with. But people who are submitting questions about factions, you obviously haven't listened to the show before because you know that my co-host could not give two shits about factions. But I'm going to read them out anyway. Uh, Jeremy says, uh, sending in this question before World Tag League Finals, but what if Osprey is Jay White's sleeper agent? That's not happening. No way. I can't see it. Um, 141 Bytes says following up on Jeremy's question what chaos member turning would be the worst chaos mole storyline I ask for the worst since we know the best is Okada swerving in a finger poke of doom at Wrestle Kingdom and becoming Jay White's new muscle sidekick it would explain Godo's weak chair shot can you imagine Damon all the praise that we're giving this show if Okada and Jay White did a finger poke of doom 
Uh, I, I, I just, I wouldn't be able to, I, I wouldn't be able to wait to text you <laughs> and, 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 and be, uh, please get out of the Tokyo Dome alive as the riot would, 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 uh, happen as they tear down the Tokyo Dome. Please be safe. That would be my text. Uh, Jared says, do you think the new Bullet Club is the beginning of faction realignment across the company? Not only do we have Okada and Tanahashi teaming up, but we're seeing more Chaos members teaming with the regular army, as well as Makabe running out to save Chaos. It seems like they're teasing this to me. And uh, Liam jumped on that saying with the, the World Tag League Finals, which had two weird matches with uh, Steroid Tag and Best Friends versus Suzuki-Gun and Kushida Yano Okada versus Bullet Club. What's up with the mixing of Seki-Gun and Chaos? They don't usually do this. So... Um, Again, I know you don't really have any strong feelings about this, but I do get the feeling that they are going to need to realign things at some point, which they've already done with the Bullet Club. And I can see there's a lot of uncertainty in the sort of chaos slash Sekigun area. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do um, try to sort that out over the next few months. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay um twitter questions ben hallahan who does the great infographic oh uh, i need to get a hold of him Gun. i need to get a hold of that guy because that's what i, I want yeah because I, yeah, I want to learn a lot of that I'm, I'm learning tableau uh and a lot of like uh python and r uh there's like data manipulating like I, I don't know why i just find it very interesting so uh, i'm actually learning that stuff so um yeah that's a guy i need to get a hold of because he seems to be doing some pretty nice work Yes, Ben, get in touch. Uh, so he says, Suzuki, good to your head. If you had creative influence in NJPW, how would you course correct after a disjointed second half of 2018? Well, I think looking at this Wrestle Kingdom card, it looks like a pretty solid course correction to me. And I also think if this all elite wrestling thing materializes, then that will take off some of the, the well, reduce the bloatedness of the roster. And I think we could start seeing things um, tidied up a bit, shall we say. Uh, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that I think needs correcting. I think a bit more effort in the booking of the tag situation, particularly the heavyweight tag titles, having people earning their shots. But aside from that, I feel like I'm nitpicking. Uh, Dave, is there anything that you think really sticks out that you think this is bad and needs to be fixed next year? Um, no. I mean, you know, as much as we, we, we talk about, you know, how Kenny is, is you know, I wish he wouldn't do X, or I wish they would kind of tighten up the tag thing. I mean, the tag thing is, has been there forever, so it feels like it's a broken record a little bit. Um, I, again, I, I, I just like the fact of making the belt seem important, each and every belt. And I know that's somewhat hard to do all the time. That That's really the, my biggest gripe is that it seems like some of the luster of titles have have diminished when it comes to secondary titles um intercontinental title probably being the one that is is most prominent i think that will change in 2019 um and as we move forward all the belts will 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 grow and that's really again matches meaning something is important to me and i think to a lot of the new japan fan base i think that's really the one thing we need to kind of get back to Okay, uh, House of Urchins, who did our amazing logo and some of our t-shirt designs, ask, uh, if Okada's reign was graded as an A+, is it fair to say Kenny's pulling a gentleman's C at best, agree or disagree? Also, I still have no interest in Jay White's character whatsoever. Can you point me towards something that might change my mind? Uh, Kenny, I don't know, I feel that the matches he's been given since being champion 
he's done as well as he can. And there aren't any matches where I thought, oh, he should have done better with that because he's faced Cody. He had a three-way with Cody and Ibushi. He had a match with Ishii that was very, very good. But f- for those three matches that I've mentioned, I-, I can't really think of any other wrestlers who could have done a better job with that. You know, there's the Twitter silliness and him making dumb comments and that. But, uh, you know, whatever. That's what Kenny That's what Kenny does now. I can't bring myself to care anymore. It's just kind of boring talking about it. So um, what do you think about the grading of Kenny's title reign? Um, I, I actually, I'm a little bit higher than that. Again, it's... It, be- only because I feel like it's it's not for me. I and and okay, so we're not ha- we don't have a wrestling company that's for me. You know what I mean? Like it's not they're not doing this to please Damon. They're doing this to make money and to be profitable and to spread the the gospel that is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And sometimes it's going they're going to do things that where I would be like, oh, don't do that. That makes me feel fucking weird. You're doing this. You you don't usually do that. Um. So, I'm going to go B. I'm going to go B. Um, uh, you know, it it hasn't been. Uh, what it hasn't been six months, eight months. You know, so I, I'm I'm okay. Again, the outside the ring stuff. There's some stuff. That, again, it's it's just uh, it's not for me. But it's you know, it's, and and you know just. Again, I'm trying not to be nitpicky, but again, we talk about the build to Wrestle Kingdom, and there really hasn't been. We talk about tours, him being present and not being present. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's it, it uh, a B. Again, I feel like we we beat a dead horse with this. I'm going to call it a B, a low B, but it's a B. And uh, but again, Wrestle Kingdom is 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 a spotlight match and a marquee match, and and that will be great. So. Uh, everyone can relax, us included. And uh, the, the the question I still have no interest in Jay White's character whatsoever. Can you point me towards something that might change my yeah. mind? Yep, yep. January. Uh, 4th. I kind of think if you <laughs> January. 4th. Yes, I was going to say exactly that. If you don't, if you don't like the Okada match, then you're never going to like Jay White. And I think by this point, if you still don't like him, then maybe he's just not for you. But I think this match could be a turning point for a lot of people who are on the fence about him. That's that's where I'm putting my money. That this match will be a turning point. Um. Why not? It's I, uh, it's it's <laughs> again we talked about it before. Okada Dome singles match spotlight. This is it. This is the time, and and this is the one thing that kind of the people who are on the fence with Jay White make or break time. This will be it. Okay, uh, JDM says who shows up at New Year's Dash? Hiromu, uh, Young Lion, uh, Christian. Which big debut slash return slash angle would you most like to see at New Year Dash? And I'm going to combine this with another question, uh, which came in last week from Matt. Said saw a picture of Kitamura and he was massive shocker. Can you see Kitamura setting up for a New Year Dash return to help out Tama and crew? Uh, I think that would be a cool return if he is still in the good graces of the company, because I've no idea what's going on with Katsuya Kitamura. If he got in trouble or he was cut or whatever but he just seems to have completely um, dropped off the radar. And also, I think there was another question about this, that uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, during the broadcast, it was Lee. So Kevin Kelly went out of his way not to mention Kitamura by name the other day when talking about Finley's team last year. Does this mean that he's coming back or that he isn't? So I think he would be a nice surprise to come back at New Year's Dash. Um, what about you, Damon? Any thoughts about Kitamura and uh, New Year's Dash? Any returns or surprises there? Well, well, Yoshihashi, of course. Yeah, that's that's the one I was going to go with. I was going to go with Yoshihashi, actually. Um, so, uh, 
I don't know if that would be as as impactful, right? Um, no, I think Yoshihashi would be a little bit more of a bang. So uh, I'll, I'll take that route. That would be cool. Like, let's say Jay White wins, he beats Okada, and then at New Year Dash, there's a, a tag match and Bullet Club beat the Chaos team. And Jay White's standing there saying, oh, I'm unbeatable. None of you in Chaos can stop me. And then Yoshihashi runs out to make the save. I think Karakuen would explode. I think they'd be really into that. And then you could lead into a, a little Yoshihashi against Jay White feud for New Beginning. There you go. You can have that one for free. All right. <laughs> all right. I don't know if I'm too excited about that. But okay, all right. We'll, we'll do it. Why not? What the fuck? I don't give a shit. Um, okay, uh, do you think uh, this is a question from uh, Cost? Do you think that in 2019, Zack Sabre Jr. is more likely to win a singles title like the Never or IC or win a tag title with Suzuki? I think a little intercontinental title reign would be brilliant for Zack Sabre Jr. I think it would elevate him and also help to elevate the belt. Mm. So the question is 2019, does Zack win a singles or does Zack win the intercontinental? Uh, no, it was uh, singles or a tag title with Suzuki. I think singles. I don't know. Which title I, do you see? Uh, yeah, I don't know if, if that means Intercontinental. Might be never. He could win it. I don't know if he will. But if, but if we're, we're, we're taking the Super JKS branded gun to my head, I would say never. He wins in 2019. Tell you what, Damon, if Osprey wins that never title, MSG, Battle of Britain, Osprey against Zack Sabre Jr. Holy fuck. Yeah, my pants would be down in Madison Square Garden. That's for fucking sure. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. God damn. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Madison Square Garden's going to rock. I-, I hope they don't let us down with that. They're not going to let us down, Joel. They're- they can't let us down on that. They're not going to give us nonsense. <laughs> They're not going to give us Jay Lethal um, multi-man tag with Tanahashi. You know, they're not going to do that, right? We're going to we're going to get a, a a a legitimate New Japan show, right? Help me out. Yeah, yeah, please. I, Wrestle Kingdom 13 2.0. I don't want any ROH guys, honestly. Like you know, when that card comes out, if we see like Flip Gordon and Delirious, uh, Beer City Bruiser. Actually, he was all right. His I like Beer City Bruiser. Yeah, they were quite quite decent, actually. I don't want to see Delirious. I I, I don't want to see, uh, truth be told, I love the guy. I don't want to see Cheeseburger. I don't want to see, uh, uh, I'm, I'm I don't want to see The Kingdom. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't want to see any of that. Sorry. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I want to see, and I know this is a co-branded show, but, uh Help me! Help me! I, I don't. I don't want to see that. Okay, um, Dagna says, "What's your opinion on Chucky e. T joining Suzuki Goon Faction and Beretta starting to be a singles competitor?" Yeah, this is a bit of a strange one. I thought we'd get a payoff to this uh, best friends uh, feud that's going on with uh, Chucky e. T ruining all the matches by going crazy, but nothing yet so far. Wrestle and Kingdom. They're gonna be. Yeah, you think that's gonna pay off at Wrestle Kingdom? What? What do you think? What's gonna happen there? Well, trios uh, action and uh, Chucky e. T might uh, cause. The team of Chucky e. T, Beretta, and uh, X to either be disqualified or some kind of fucking shenanigans happening. So uh, that that'll be my uh, prediction there. I know we said we wouldn't do any predictions, but that's how we uh, that's how we uh, that's how they get out of the match. It continues on at Wrestle Kingdom. 
Okay, Anwar says, who would you like to see move further up in the junior singles division with the top four in flux? Um, well, obviously, we want to see Shingo having a singles run and show he acquitted himself very well during the best of super juniors. So I think he would be the next person I would want to see challenging for the title, maybe not necessarily winning it, but just putting the feelers out there to see what the reactions are to him as a, a single star. Why don't, How about you? Why don't, the juniors yeah, why don't they push? bring in ACH? Uh-oh. Oh, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> womp womp. Um, yeah, Shingo, I think, is, is top on everybody's list. Uh, you know, Get him out of a tag situation and get him in a, a nice little singles program. I think that's the goal, right? That's what we want to see. Oscar Rooney says, who will have the best entrance in Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, tai Chi, obviously. Uh, uh, what, in a six-man? He's he's walking right out. I've got to be honest with you. I don't even think you'll see uh, the whole nine yards. You won't even see the full entrance, the oh, lip sync and everything. Yeah. I, he, will we? <laughs> yeah. See? As much as you love this show, there are going to be some sacrifices, and I think that's going to be one of them, especially on a 19-hour show like the Dome. Um, that, that'll be cut. He'll just be strolling on out. Uh, best interest will be Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega will have the best interest. Yeah, my favorite back in the day was the uh, Nakamura ones. He had the best ones. One where he came out with the with the pole dancers one year, yeah. and then the one where he came out with the crown, like the King of Strong Style. Those yeah. were awesome. They were great. They were great. Um, I tell you what, one that I'll never forget was I was last year's uh, Naitos. You know, with all the lasers and everything, and um, that one where you're just like, oh, shit. And I, I got to be honest with you, every Okada entrance is pretty great, you know, especially in the Dome, you know, with all the, the, the money raining down. Uh, it, it's, it's always do you think he's going to do that this year? Because he hasn't done that since he lost the title. I think so. Oh, no, he did it at the – no, no, I think I'm right. I don't think he has done it since the title loss. I, I, I think it would be a sad mistake if he doesn't. I think, I think so. I think we bring it back for the Dome. Yeah, that would be cool if we see the the final the return of the Rainmaker character, or maybe he'll just come out with like a million balloons. Oh, you know, I like the um, as I call them the Muse balloons for uh, Hiromo when he had those gigantic balloons that would go. Oh, oh they were great. Yeah, they were so yeah. good. Yeah, uh, Muse used to do that Stockholm syndrome. They'd close and they'd bring them out and they'd pop them to confetti everywhere. Good song. Yep. I like that song. Me too. One of my favorites. All right, uh, what else? We got a couple more uh, before uh, I get in trouble at work. Okay, um, Nick, thoughts on the idea that New Japan is marrying nearly all of their US shows with the G1 moniker? Is it because of the value the name has, or does it diminish the prestige because these shows are not technically associated with the G1 Climax? Yeah, I found that one a bit strange, why they keep calling it G1 Special, because it's got absolutely no connection to G1 whatsoever. Yeah, um, I mean, G1 stands for Great One, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I could, I could be wrong. Um, yes. The... I don't know. Yeah, I, I and it, you know, for for lack of a better analogy, it would be like you know, you know, WrestleMania <laughs> um, Super Show. You know, at in the, the Wachovia Center or Wells Fargo Center. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it has. I don't know. I, I I wish I had an answer for it. Maybe we ask somebody in the company why why. That, the marketing of G1 seems to be everywhere, except uh, diluting it a little bit. Hmm, good question. I don't know. 
Okay, last question here for you then. Uh, Jazz says, if you guys have time on the show, I thought it would be cool to list a few of your favourite holiday slash Christmas movies. Boy. Um, now what I hate, the argument where people are like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. What? Just because it happens during the Christmas season. You know, that's ridiculous. It's not a Christmas movie. Um, I don't really know. I don't, I'm not, I don't really watch a lot of movies, so... I'm trying to really think of a Christmas movie that I would say. I don't know if you know this one, Joel. My wife loves this thing. And every year she talks about it. And every year she'll put it on. And I, I never watched it as a child. But have you ever heard of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? I have not, no. <laughs> okay. So back in the day, like on Nickelodeon, I think it was. I could be wrong. Maybe it was HBO. It was like a Jim Henson puppet thing, right? And it was these little otters, and it was around Christmas, and it was for kids. But you know, but like apparently, it, like it's like it's like one of those cult things, like cult favorites, underground favorite things. You know, people just remember from their youth. And my wife loves this these adorable little puppets, these little muppets, uh, running around, little otters, and they had like a jug band contest. Like they were in a band for like this Christmas pageant. And they play, and they were going against like the like the heels were these evil like loud like lizards and shit. Like they were like a heavy metal band, but they were lizards and shit. Um, but she plays it every fucking year. Emmett Otter's Christmas something or another. I'm, people are probably like, yeah, I fucking remember that. Uh, my wife's obsessed with it every year. I hear about it, so I guess that's the one thing I see every year, only because my wife like like when it's Christmas, boom. And then we have this. Charlie Brown, you know that song, Christmas time is here. You know that from Charlie Brown? You know, come on, help me. I can't say that I do, David. I'm really <laughs> sorry. Song, that right? was a lovely song. But. Yeah, thank you. It's like, Christmas time. So it's a running joke in my house. So we have this Charlie Brown doll that you press its hand and it sings the song, right? Um, so every year he comes out at Thanksgiving. I can't believe what's At Thanksgiving, she brings it out from the basement and she goes, Charles Brown is here. And she presses it and we all like mime to Christmas time is here. Um, and then just randomly, she'll just press it and you'll hear the song. Uh, so I guess that the Charlie Brown Christmas with the, you've seen the Charlie Brown Christmas one, right? With the shitty tree, like Charlie Brown gets the shitty tree and everybody makes fun of him. And no. You never saw it? No, no. Fuck. It might be I a, should. Should I? It's, it is a classic. I mean, it is a classic uh, Christmas cartoon, at least in the States. Maybe not you know, elsewhere. But yeah, it's the, the fucking shit. Like, Charlie Brown puts the Christmas ball on the shitty tree, and it falls over, and everybody's like, ah, Charlie Brown, you're a fucking idiot. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty classic. So I guess those two. All right, I'll go those two. Emmett Otter and Charlie Brown Christmas. How about you? I'm going Home Alone, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Scrooged, uh, Bad Santa's pretty good. I quite enjoyed Elf, and there's a, a British animation, Raymond Briggs' uh, Father Christmas, and it's got Father Christmas going on holiday and keep getting into all sorts of funny misadventures on his travels. So those are my favourite ones. I, I will say this, that there, it, so it is a little bit of a music. Do you like the Bing Crosby, um, David Bowie, um, bum 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 song. Do you, do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, little drummer boy. Yes, right. Yeah, I, I, I do. But, and you, have you seen the video of that? Um, 
where David Bowie like comes over, Bing Crosby's at their neighbors, and David Bowie is like eighty-seven pounds and he has no eyebrows and he's fucking just a like all coked up coming over Bing Crosby's house. He's probably whacked out on bourbon. Oh, what a great what a great fucking video. And then well, who was it? Um uh Will Ferrell and um who's the guy that was he's always in every movie with? Uh but, C. Nelson Riley, whatever the fuck his name is, they did a spinoff on it. Like they did, they did a uh, uh, their version of it. Exactly. I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling. All right, wrap up the show. I'm, I'm, I'm I gotta get out of here. <laughs> okay, so if you haven't already done so, please vote in our awards because they will be closing uh, very, very soon. Uh, join the Discord. Very proud of the community that's been built there. Really nice people. No gatekeepers. Very welcoming. So if you're uh, a long-term fan or a new fan, no, I'm serious. I mean it. Everyone's lovely there. So <laughs> long-term fans or new fans, come over there. You'll be welcome with open arms. Really good conversation there. People are always chatting during live shows when people are watching it, talking together. I have a great time. I was on there while I was watching World Tag League Finals. So uh, do get involved in that if you don't have anyone to chat to about New Japan. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees it's coming up to the festive season what better way to treat your loved ones than by buying them a Super Jcast t-shirt even if they've never heard of the podcast <laughs> the t-shirts look great the designs are amazing so you might even make them a fan in the process uh, let's also give a big thank you to editor Dan visit his YouTube channel 219 Films and a vodcast subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network and uh, pay for the Patreon it's really good stuff uh, give us a five snake review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at the Super J Cast. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>